Blog Talk Radio. Hello, happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change, and I'm your host, Danielle St. John. Um, sorry, I kind of hit a wall last week, um, driving back home from L.A., not, not an actual wall, but a. <laughs> I felt a little bit too tired to do the show, not enough energy, so I apologize for not being here last week. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Mom are both with us. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, hello. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I, I've been Aww. lazy, too. And I'm like, I miss you. Let's, let's dig into into it. Yay. And Mom's here. Hello, Mom. Hello. <clears throat> How's oh. everybody doing today? Oh, no. You sound like me. I'm, I'm fighting ahead of gargle. We got the... the uh, the fall cold with experience in the sky every year. <laughs> yeah, Everybody. I woke up with a sore throat this morning, right after they sprayed yeah. the shit out of us. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. Here's a cute story. It was Halloween, and my kids on the bus, they're special ed, and, and uh, high maintenance, and, and I got my little ones that like, scream and swear at me, and, and it's like, oh, scream at every scary house that was decorated. And we screamed so much, my, I lost my voice the next day. <laughs> and, and she still wanted, to, she still wanted to play the game. And then I'm like, I can't. I have, I'm like, I've, I've stripped my vocal cords. Now it's kind of a fun game that we, we can. I love that the kids have a sense of humor, and and it's like this is fun. <laughs> but yeah, I literally, I hadn't lost my voice like that, but that was from screaming and having fun on the Halloween bus ride home. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I thought, I don't know if, if there's any amount of gargling that will help me get my voice back, but um, tis the season oh, for that. You sound great. Well, you know, ginger. Ginger tea and good old-fashioned bourbon. I finally went out and got my Tennessee bourbon, the old granddad, that's in the world, and it's for medicinal purposes only. It really is a great shot of flu, flu shot. And I, and I measure it. It's not like, oh, we're going to get drunk. You get the shot glass, and you do a shot of bourbon into your ginger tea with honey. And I had two of those. Boom. What the yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I'm not, I'm not a bourbon fan, but I would definitely take that shot over a flu shot any day. Well, it's, it's, those are the old. How did they used to call You can't cure cold. There's no cure for the cold, but you certainly can make it so you feel better. And you get a good night's sleep, and you wake up feeling better. And that's what exactly. a shot of bourbon and hot tea and honey. Yeah. And I'm not a doctor, but someday I'm going to play one on TV. So listen to what <laughs> I say. That's funny. <laughs> um, it, it's funny you say that, too, because I have been uh, binging on Grey's Anatomy. I'm up to, I think, one of the last seasons. Um, and I stopped watching it on the TV. The got her already. <laughs> Where are we at? We lost her. Or I lost my yeah, son. the FDA. Wait, say that again. The, the FDA, FDA got her. They got you. Got her. She's yeah. Doctor. <laughs> well, I went through the COVID era with these people, and and it's disgusting to say the least. You know, like especially mm-hmm. like all of the disinformation. You know, all of the, you know, um, promoting the excess deaths. There's this one scene where this, where one of the doctors, she, she's black, um, and is freaking out about, um, you know, how uh, this disease is hitting uh, people of colors uh, of color way harder than white people. And that oh if white, 
and that if white people, if this would have been hitting white people as hard as black people, they would have already uh, made masks a damn law. You know what? There is, there's only our media would make the cold a racist agenda. To, to, how do you divide people on who got sick, who got more sick? Is, you know, right. This is like if, you, if you couldn't see through that and what they're doing, and that's kind of where I'm like, you know what? I really want to do this show today because I finally, and I've had this feeling, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I'm not going to be shamed into capitulating what everyone, and even my, I was like, oh, God, maybe I'm on the wrong side. There are no sides. There shouldn't be sides. So what is happening, and I was finally like, wow, look at how easily we're played. I want to I want to break the matrix today. I want to talk about the matrix and how everything we've, in the last three years, we've been conditioned like little hamsters to run the wheel for our food. And forget off and rest because there's food. There should you should have had food squirreled away because all good hamsters do. But we have to get off that treadmill of of crazy and, and think for ourselves. That why is, there's never ending, never ending conflict, and and the divide, the us and them, the tribalism doesn't matter what. Lives Matter and the defund the police and you now it's the Gaza, the Palestinians or it was the COVID, the masks, the non-masks, the jab, the non-jab. I know, they just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. The racist, this, I'm like, okay, now this, there's a pattern, a pattern of making us crazy, chasing our tails, keeping the eye off of really, never even sitting down to be able to like breathe, think, what's really, is there anything else going on in the world besides Constituting trauma and feeding the reptilian fish factory. <laughs> Who are the? You know, it, it's like, hmm, this Gaza thing. This Gaza thing was right on time. To and there's many different layers to this. Is, you know, there's the oil that's underneath and all kinds of whatever. But it's also right when the Pfizer documents are being taken apart with a fine tooth comb by lawyers. It's <laughs> seeing exactly how diabolically right. evil. The sterilization program was and oh um, right when they were telling all these pregnant women yes please don't get vaccinated they took away the, the baby formula so they were forced to breastfeed this poison into their babies this is all coming out of what a mangala monster like science experiment this is what happens the fucking Middle East gets ripped in two and now we're all you know fighting over a genocide has been going on for 75 years, but now it's, it's relevant to deflect off of this. Right. And, and, and uh, it is very interesting, too, and I'm, I'm not saying that this is actually connected, but I just like to be aware of the dots, that Israel mm-hmm. was one of the most vaccinated places um, in the world, right? Mm-hmm. 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 And, and also one of the most, you know, lockstep surveillance states. And, you know, they're... they're they're not a third world country. Um, they're, they're in that area. There really shouldn't be third world countries. And yet, all of a sudden, this is the most relevant thing in the world. The situation's been there for a long, long, long time, decades and decades and decades. And it's being used like a divisive 
uh, what's the word? You, you will be chastised into the land of you're just not a decent human being. How dare you breathe mm-hmm. my air? Mm-hmm. You know, well, right, and kind it, of a, a polarizing moment, and 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 everyone swallows for it. Real quick on the stuff I'm seeing. I saw this video that came through, and the fact that you know Ben Stiller is running around filming movies <laughs> in the Ukraine with with uh, Jeff Spicoli, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, is he? Make, you know, they, I mean, he gave, they both gave um, Zelensky their uh, their Oscar. So you've got a documentary maker oh, yeah, yeah. in and it's like, okay, is it a wag the dog situation? I I didn't take the Ukraine war very seriously at all because of what I was seeing, and then that you know it was a cherry on the cake. But now you're seeing way too many videotapes. You know, when something terrible is going on and it takes everyone by surprise, you'd be you'd be running for your life, not filming, right? And they're getting all these films live on the spot, videos in the hospital that was destroyed. I saw one last night that they were screaming at each other in Arabic and whatever foreign language I don't understand and, and throwing body parts. It did indistinguishable is it was human but uh-huh. obviously I, human. I saw that too. Did you yeah. See that? Okay. Now yep. do you know what I, I try not to believe anything in I, wartime. I did kind of uh, fall well, for the hospital one. I'm not sure if that's true or okay. not, you know. Did you well, listen, I, I, I look I, I felt guilty. I felt I was like, why am I not taking this more seriously? I scrolled away. I didn't want to think about it. Still was like I'm not gonna be manipulated. That's what I thought. I'm like, you're a terrible person for being like this. So I'm doing stuff, I'm cooking today, and I'm still thinking about this. And I thought, wait a minute, that did not look real. Because you know why? A human artery is flowing through the whole thing. There's blood. The bones. When my grandfather would cook, I'd be playing with chickens. He would take an exacto knife. He'd, he'd pick it up and snap its neck, cut the head off, and it would run around with blood spurting out of it. We'd have it 30 minutes later for dinner. In the frying pan, my grandma never cooked it all the way. Blood's coming out of the joints and the bones. There's blood in the bones. There, that's what normal bodies have, the arteries. You, you have blood marrow in your bones. There was not a drop of blood that came out of that, that yucky flush that he was throwing around. That was fake. That was, that was designed. It was yeah. a movie set. And it was not, and I thought, wow, look. And that just added to the, there's too much. We shouldn't have so much footage if it was real. We're being played. There's propaganda. On, on both, both sides, sides, I think. Yeah. On the both I agree. And, and I, I'm just like, okay, so here's the Matrix. What's the Matrix? Because I was like always poo-pooing the Matrix. And today we were talking about it. Great information, great conversation. And I thought, let's talk about how, how much the human race, you know, we're being and. And how long are we going to let this, how, how long are we going to allow ourselves to be manipulated, whether it be a false health scare, COVID masks, distancing, blah, 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 um, never-ending wars, the division, the racism, the, you know, let mental illness thrive because you can't be pointing fingers at our, our children who are being manipulated by big pharma and the school system to think that they're, you know, feral cats and have to have surgery, who's ever going to stand up to say, wait a minute, this is crazy. 
And and all of this is just crazy. as soon as we can catch our breath from all these false flags, maybe somebody will right. take, actually take no, on the system. No, really. And then there's going to be another another mass shooting and another crazy person that you know was found dead. My favorite thing was that that uh, I looked at the Bart Simpson, the um, what what what's the catchphrase? The FBI had them on on his uh, they had him on his radar, you know. And it's like, isn't it that the truth? Every crazy person that's done anything, the FBI has had them on his radar for a while, but we chose not to do a thing about it. And it's high time we take away your, your guns and blah, 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 and, and whatever. And then you've got, you know, people who don't think that violence is a solution, screaming at people who simply want to protect themselves. And that was what I was like seeing coming out of this whole thing was the way they're demonizing the, the Israeli government for going after protecting themselves retaliation for you know an eye for an eye they came in killed these people and they still have hostages yes blow them back to the cave men days they fucking deserve it and dare you not ever think about doing this because they're killing a lot of civilians doesn't matter that you know it's like you know what it doesn't matter what where's your humanity in this See, that's where it's like, where's your humanity? It's like sometimes there's justice. Well, you said like, you don't. You, know you said okay. It doesn't matter when you kill civilians. These that shouldn't really be a thought that any humanist should have. Well, I'm not a humanist. I'm a realist. This is war. Here, Ooh. here's the act. This is what happened. This is what happened. Here's someone who. Well, who that came that to your could house. be possibly Just you believing the propaganda from the other side soul. too. I'm just an old person. I wasn't raised the way you were. I have different ways of thinking. And I'm not going to fall into the making. No, no. Sometimes these actions absolutely put you in the land of you're wrong and you deserve every fucking thing you get. If those actions are true, if if throwing babies out of incubators was true, I would be on board with that. You know what I mean? But. How many times have we been have we fallen for war propaganda that is that turned out to not be true on both sides? Well, that is well, that is true. But nonetheless, here's based upon what actually the course of events. Boom, boom, boom. Um, you don't know what the course of events that were. You weren't there. You're you are relying on the Israeli government to tell us what happened. Just the same way on the other side is re- is relying on the Palestinian government to tell us what's happening. How can we believe any of this is true in wartime? Well, here, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go into the land of being so cynical that we don't even believe that something's actually occurring in his head. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I, I'm saying these, you know, that everything I'm hearing coming out of Israel is it's their, their evil, it's pure evil. It's barbarism. It's all they're doing is raping women, cutting off babies' heads, all of these things. How do you know that that is true? Because they showed it to the journalists. They Hamas filmed they showed, themselves. They showed it to the journalists on the Palestinian side too, and you okay, certainly don't do that. So, so Hamas live streamed their behavior that day, and they they got those films, and they and then they showed them the bodies. They. To, they showed it to hundreds of journalists because they, the Jews knew no one was going to believe them. And Hamas live-streamed it, and they got mm-hmm. the live-streams. 
Okay, so so it happened, Danielle. I don't believe that. I, I, I don't well, believe it's it. Interesting. It's interesting you because you are such a conspiracy theorist, Danielle, that and you grab onto so much stuff. Yes, you, and but the number it, one thing that I grab onto is that anything that's said in wartime, it's, a, it's, it's not a said, Danielle. They have it on film. I haven't seen those films. Okay, I know. I understand that. And they showed it to the international community. They showed it to a whole bunch of journalists. And the journalists barfed and cried. Okay? And I imagine... I don't believe it. I don't believe anything that the government says during wartime. It's not them saying it, Danielle. They have it on film. You can jump okay, show me. Show me the film. I'll see it. I'll watch it, and I'll tell you. Okay. I, well, I'm, I don't know that they're actually going to release it to the public. They, uh, they may. Of course yeah, they're not. Of course but they're not. I don't know. I didn't hear them say they wouldn't. I, I didn't hear them say they would. But they had journalists from all over the world come and watch the videos. They invited and, them in and now, and now we believe journalists during wartime, too? I don't believe any of it. I don't I, believe I, that, I, I believe that there are propaganda videos coming out um, of, uh, of Palestine, and, and I don't believe that the attacks on um, October 7th were as bad as the Israeli government is saying. I don't believe any of it because they are built. And, and you know build. what? It, it would be okay for you to say that because you're right. People make propaganda all the time. Both sides do it, as you say. But this time they film themselves doing it. Except nobody has no nobody except for a, a select few people. But quote we're talking journal. hundreds of people have seen them by now, Danielle, and they invited journalists from all over the world. And well, I don't. Know I'm an independent journalist, and I would like to see them. I God, I hope you never have to see it. But okay, I understand why. I do understand why, sweetheart. I do. Mm-hmm. But this well, time, it's this time though. It's not. He said, she said time. stuff. This time, I know. I know. All the other times were fake, but this time, it's all true, right? I no, I didn't say that. I didn't say it's all true. I'm saying this time they have they they filmed themselves doing it. The idiots. Yeah, except I don't believe that. Okay. I need to see it to believe it. And people are like, what? You want to see horror films of babies being decapitated? You know what? I don't want to see it. But in order for me to believe it, I'm going to have to. That is and, you how know, I, And I, I, I understand that you seem a little exercised right now. So I've been sitting and listening, but I'm telling you this time, they filmed themselves doing their wickedness. And isn't well, that you keep crazy? saying that like you saw the videos, and I don't believe that you did. No, I didn't. Okay. But nonetheless, if you believe it or not, it's happening worldwide. This is a worldwide event that's happening, and people are reacting to it, whether it's real or not. Reacting is the right word, Elizabeth. Right, right. And so my reaction is what happened because I've seen um, other events in history um, from these people. And this is a very barbaric, retaliatory, retaliatory culture. And, and it goes back to, I, I researched some of this. Where did this, how, how, how did this blood feud, you know, outside of a biblical bowl of soup, where did this 
things right. happen. And I I'm not sure if you can separate it, but go ahead. Well, but nonetheless, it, there's been there's been chaos in that area. Turkey, um, what's, what's on the other side? You got Greece, Turkey, Italy, Syria, and then Egypt, Lebanon, Yemen, and then the one that's still there is um, I'm going to say is it Bavaria or Bul- Bulgaria? Might be both. Bul- yes, the Bulgaria. And they refuse to even acknowledge that the Turks are a different uh, ethnicity and that they have a language of their own. They've out- this goes back to the 1100s when they had a war and they won and they blinded all the soldiers and sent them home, all 15,000 soldiers home blinded because they won. I don't and believe that. They were never – well, it, it was in the Botan- Encyclopedia Britannica. I was reading up on history, historical uh, events in this area and, and having to do with the war and the start of the World War One and before World War One. And this is um, just recorded fact. And so I'm like, wow, this is really – this is medieval, medieval war. You know, there's no – you know, we've got the Geneva Convention, but – Really, when you have a war, you're you're out to kill. So all all there's no rules in war. There's no rules in Fight Club, right? And it's that mentality that that gets to that point that they would uh, come in into someone's home and kill people and take hostages and and rape them and whatever. It was happened in in Bosnia, Serbia, um, Sarajevo, in the 80s, ethnic cleansing, and that's what that was their and do we believe that what's going on and we don't really believe what's going on in Palestine is ethnic ethnic cleansing? Oh, yes, but I, you know, it it is it is a situation that is not new. All of a sudden you're like, it's ethnic it's been going on for fucking hundreds of years. No, 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 I'm not yelling, I'm asking I'm simply asking I'm questions. Saying, well, I'm just saying that yes, it it it, it seems to be and it seems to be something that isn't new. It's been going on forever. Everyone's acting like this is some new horrific thing that we should all, you know, come to, uh, you know, if you're not on, on this side, you're horrible. It's like all of a sudden we all have to make a decision and get whipped up into hysterics because some, when anybody's trying to pull my strings, it's like, I'm sorry, they're, they're mine to be pulled. I don't want you to touch me. Go away. Go away with your crazy. Go jump up and down somewhere else. And you can sit back and think, but right now nobody's doing that. We all have to react to these things that are coming through our phone and our, our you know, whatever media. It's almost like it's better to not have media right now because we're being manipulated. And it's so I much, agree with that. you know, it's so much chaos. It's a never-ending because our brains have become addicted to never-ending events that we have to react to and we we have to be entertained or our brain can't sit and think it, it's like oh i gotta pick up my phone it, it's like what that's where the matrix it's like what somebody wants us to be always reacting and and the fact that i hear this is how this like you you're like and that's you meant to, that's my opinion and my opinion is based upon this is what I'm I'm making an, assess, an, an assessment of the situation, and this is the story they say: is Palestine, the some somebody, whoever they were, came and took this 
these people's families raped, pillaged, and plundered, and then took hostages. Well, fuck you. you we're going to kill you. <laughs> and and let's, let's hunt them down to the real That's pretty much what you should do because otherwise they'll come back and do it again, which is exactly what they've been doing for decades and decades and hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay, and so like, are you saying that Hamas slash Palestine has been trying to ethnically cleanse Israel for decades? Yeah. You ever you ever heard that expression from the river to the sea, Danielle? You know what that I means? I sure have. I sure have. It means I they want to kill all the Jews. Yeah, I that's don't, what they want. No, mm-hmm. no, no. I didn't say want. I said, has it been happening? Yes. Have, has Israel yes, been, they have the been victim? They have been lobbing rockets into Israel for the last 40 years. Okay. Has they have been, been going in lobbing. and killing Jews. Rockets yes, back. of course. Why do you think? Why do you think? Yes. Yes. What, what, what? Of they, they have been fighting. Do you know that there was a quote unquote ceasefire on October 7th? Because they've been trying to kill each other for 40 years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Each other. Or right? longer. And so, but, but we, longer. yes, but we, each other, Danielle. Okay. If, if long as, I know you, that makes you happy that it's a both sides issue. They're, they're both victims. Okay, great. That, and that's what we need to focus on. That fact right there, it, you know, yes. and, and what, and, and we've had, okay. And let me just bring one thing um, up right now that, that maybe you guys haven't thought about yet, but the media has basically been besides that one incident with the hospital, the media has basically been right and left in lockstep about whose side they're on until Donald Trump said, Oh, yeah, we're going to fucking slaughter them. We're going to slaughter all of Hamas, you know, all of them. We're going. When did you, you say know. that, by the way? I sure would like to see that quote. Have you <sighs> seen that? I haven't seen that quote. I definitely overemphasizing it. You're right. He didn't quite yeah. say it that brutally, but he did say, oh, yeah, we're killing all of them. And then, and then sure. Hamas. right after yes. that, I'm sure, I'm sure that he media, was talking about Hamas because Hamas is a bloodthirsty <laughs> organization and keep in mind uh, first of all i haven't seen that quote and believe me i i read donald trump's quotes every day so i haven't seen that quote danielle you might want to check yourself it was in a speech and i'll send it to you um however however this is my point is that right after that the left-wing media started supporting palestine yeah really see that's interesting because that's interesting right it is because it is it is sports mentality. It mm-hmm. is. If Donald and Trump exactly. says something, we cannot be exactly. on the same side. Exactly. exactly. Well, we can't be on the same side with, with Hamas, Danielle. We can't. Because well, Iran well, is backing them. I think you misunderstood what I was saying. But let's go back to past, okay, because this was an actual tribal. I mean, we're talking tri- before the days of, you know, racism was like, yes. it was my family. It's been going on for, for forever. Yes, absolutely. Forever. But now it's gone into, we've established uh, nations, nations and governments. And then we have civil laws within these governments and whatnot. And, and therefore now they're going for the end game is for no one to have sovereignty. You can't have sovereignty over your own body and your own thoughts. And, and defending yourself and standing up for yourself is a terrible thing. 
but because you're racist and you're blah, 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 blah. That's where we're at right now. But before that all happened, you had the nations and the governments. How do we, how do we keep this going? Because we can't have them all living kumbaya. Remember the Coke commercial in the 70s? I'd like to give the world a Coke. In, yes. You know, in perfect harmony. That was in 1970s. We didn't have yeah. races. I mean, we, it was kind of nice. They had to fuck that up, and they did. <laughs> and, and how do they do that? How do they keep that going? All, you got the CIA, and you've got all these subversive government entities that have to go in and, and, and start problems in Nicaragua, in, 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 in Israel. And, and you've got, do we forget about ISIS? Who created ISIS? We did. No, the ISIS chiefs. We did. That cut off, the, you know, we, the, the military industrial complex needs to keep this shit going. And therefore, whoever, you know, it, it goes back to Remington. Remington, who, who gave the Indians rifles, the military, the, the U.S. cavalry, the same guns. Boom, boom, keep fighting, guys, because we're making money off of selling you guns. The same kind of guys are, are you know, getting the terrorists in, in the Hamas and the Hezbollah. And, and all, you can't even keep up with how many different names there are for all these bad guys that are all being you know, supplied by probably one guy that owns a company somewhere. And even my aunt, I got, I made a video of her, and I'm like, I wonder if she'd get mad if I put it out, because it was fantastic. She explained to me exactly, she was talking, she was, I, I blame the Rothschilds and, and Soros, and I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, holy shit. She, she, she who defended the flag in the church, and she knows who's behind all this bullshit. And I was like, that exactly, exactly. It's Excellent. coming out. There are men in power who are creating these things to make us crazy and to make real things happen. The wars continue so that they can make money behind the scenes. And create the divides, so, the team mentality, exactly. like you said. They did geographically, it's like, you know, where was it before? It was... Um, you know, Central America in the 80s, Nicaragua. And then, you know, you had uh, the, the, I want to call them Slavs, but <laughs> uh, Yugoslavia and Bosnia and, and Croatia, where they had that going on. But that was a Muslim. And that's, this is interesting because it, it comes down to an, an old religious war. And, and it came down to... Who was going to shove down the people's throat? The Trinity. The Trinity was a made-up concept. Ah, yeah. The people, uh, the, by the Nicene Creed. My people, my my great grandfather has a church founded the church, uh, the uh, Swedish Covenant, Protestant. We believe in God, in God's Son. There is no Holy Spirit Trinity thing. That's a Catholic thing, and they fought and died those wars. That was the Germanic, the, the Germanic Swedes, in that war. Wait, wait, I can't remember what year, maybe 800. But this is, it was that, and the Constantinople, and then the Turks and the Muslims. This is, these are holy wars based upon um, doctrine of what you should believe and how you, who you should worship. Yeah. And then it's just, um, and, and it's amazing, but it's all done with violence and propaganda and fear. 
Right. And I find it really interesting that, that when we, just real quick, that when we're talking about the, the Jews and the Muslims, right, and they would, which we, mm-hmm. we all agree that they literally came from the same father, um, that, that the Jews, what? I was going to say the Jews, uh, that, that seems to be a whole different, that's a third religion, because they're nothing to do, they're, they're not Protestants, they're not Christians, they have their own way of, of worshiping. And it's funny that they yeah. get the Muslims against the Jews when it's like, then you've got the Christians. And it's like, that's a third. You the would, Christians are really the be, third. It would be, yeah. But it's it's funny how the three never can fight together. It's always two, two against two. And the third one probably is the one who's orchestrating poking the bear and getting the other two to fight. Okay. I, I okay. Um, Elizabeth, I don't know if you were here for this, but um, I, I yeah, I think you were sick. But we there's a um, really graceful, you know, that video, the the um, YouTube channel, really graceful, did a uh-huh. a really great uh, video um, on the truth about what Christians aren't taught about Zionism, um, and. I, I know, Mom, you've heard this before, but I would really like Elizabeth to to hear this uh, this okay. clip, and, and I would love to do that. Her... I just posted something in change okay. with a little more current uh, events. Uh, with the inside, it's a, a little video by Nick Fritas. So, um, well, before love you, to hear. Before, before you really graceful. This, I kind of. I would personally like to maybe stay away from that because my feelings on this is everyone has the right to think and feel and worship whatever it is they want without someone else saying this is bad and this is wrong. And well, I really I, yeah, and that's not what we're that's you not know, what she's doing. Though. I think you're prejudging the video. Well, based upon. You, I mean, mom, mom, you listen to it, right? It's a very well done video. Um, but you've already, you've already demonized the Zionists. It's like they leave I mean, she didn't. Not, you know what? She, she did not do that. The Muslims, the Muslims are free to be Muslims. The Zionists are free to be Zionists. But you're, you're, the Jews are free. you know, everyone's judging it, Elizabeth. But they're, I'm just saying that I kind of don't even want to go into that area because I don't like that. That that's that's the same thing as it's a who cares? I don't care what you think, feel, or that's your thought. Those are your thoughts. Those are your feelings. You're, no, she just she did a historical on it, and it was actually very well done. There was a few mm. things that I, uh, you know, kind of turned my lip at, but but for the yeah. most part, she says she calls her most graceful. <laughs> Mostly graceful, um, uh, very well done. Um, and then, well, what, was, what was your takeaway? What was your takeaway thought? My takeaway was that um, many of the Jews that actually ended up in Israel are not uh, from the the original bloodlines. Because okay, so the whole gig is we support Israel because they are our blood brothers. They Jesus came. That's where Jesus came from. The man that we love the most. Uh, of of anyone that these are his family and so therefore they're our family 
and a mostly graceful uh, take on this is that the people that ended up immigrating to to Israel aren't the original uh, from the original bloodlines. Perhaps I don't know. Um, and 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 the information that she provided was pretty pretty legit. Um, mm-hmm. That and that that they did a lot of cleansing of Christians from Israel and so Jews. That, that, yeah, and Jews, right? Um, uh, after so so, keep in mind that Elizabeth's original premise, Danielle, is correct that 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 humans have been getting up to these this kind of crappy stuff. Since the world was created, people mm-hmm. have been taking other people's shit from from day one, and keep it. And, and nobody loves it. Okay, nobody loves it. And um, as, and as a matter of fact, we all know that governmental agencies are all freaking corrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My concern are the humans that died on October seventh, the ones that are dying right now uh, as collateral damage as they go in and clean out the scum that is Hamas. And everybody who happens to be around him. That's what I just said, the collateral damage to the humans as they go in, and and they have no choice, Danielle, to go in and clean out the scum that is Hamas. You think? In Chicago, you've got all these gangbangers that have been armed to the teeth by a government entity that brings these guns into these neighborhoods, and these guys just find them. There's tons. The, the FBI, we know what they're doing. They're trying to kill us all. They're trying to kill us. They keep arming these these people who are angry to kill each other, and the collateral damage are the innocent people sitting on right. the porch. Always. Well, simultaneously trying to ban right? guns. And what's exactly, and, and the motivation is, there's a motivation. There's a motivation. Always. People are starting to, to fire. Us. So, they, so they can kill us all after that. <laughs> but to control us, yeah, either to control us through emotions, and that's why I'm kind of like I want to stay away from all these. I don't care about the. And yet you didn't, Elizabeth. As soon as we got started, you started talking about the Palestinians, and I keep in mind that Danielle yeah. and I've been fussing at each other for the last couple of days over this too. It is it is emotional because people are dying, and that's why you brought it up. And 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 you're right, you. I, Danielle certainly isn't going to convince me that that nest of vipers, Hamas, doesn't need to be uh, cleaned out and, and strung up. Uh, perhaps she won't convince you. Um, but perhaps but keep Israel in mind. shouldn't have created them. <laughs> Here we go again. You're absolutely right. We're, I've been reading articles all day about who funded these fucking animals. Just yep. like what Elizabeth was just describing. Yep. They're dropping guns off into neighborhoods Ooh. where they're going to certainly yes. slaughter each other. They're yeah. trying to control us. And, and it, it is all wickedness. And at the same time, we're going crazy with having a conversation over this. And the big elephant in the room is that our children are being sterilized and they're dying at, at rapid rates, dying of heart attacks from these shots that they keep. Well, they don't know any better because the doctor says, should we not trust our doctors anymore? No, we shouldn't. Yeah. Let's argue over a war that's not even happening on this soil. And it's kind of like, yeah, people are dying, but people are dying here too. But we're not going to talk about that. And it's no. like, 
Yeah. Well, you know, and that's and, and why so, I brought up this video, this clip, this audio clip, Elizabeth, Elizabeth because it, it really goes back to taking emotion out of it. We don't have to listen to it, but it it is really good for context. Well, and, and, it, and it is, and so is the one that I just posted in Seeds of Change. It talks about the PLO. Guess who the PLO is? Um, somebody that we funded, but I don't know. You're absolutely right. The PLO is the Palestinian Liberation Organization, and they have been getting up to stuff since the 1970s, mm-hmm. actually in the 60s. And this is right. – so Hamas is just another absolutely CIA-funded slaughter machine, uh-huh. okay? And and so what, what is happening right now – and I this is the thing that Danielle and I – know perhaps didn't necessarily agree on yesterday but they're in there bunker busting and rooting them out and 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 i'm telling you i guarantee you that they're they're working very carefully not to kill civilians they get that's why they 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 gave them you cannot guarantee that and not they can't guarantee it a hundred percent but they've been notifying the palestinian people to get out we're coming in okay and And where do they go where are they supposed so, to go? This is why I want you to watch this, play this video. Well, play here's, it. Here's, here's my thought on this. is Why why does nobody want these people to come into their country? That's what they this video is about. Go. Okay, well, play the fucking video. Let's listen to the video. Play, <laughs> play it. Play it. It's in we'll the middle of that Twitch one that I, the last one okay. in Seeds of Change, go about halfway down into the Twitchy article and play it. Okay. It's talking about why no one will take the will, will take Hamas and Palestinian refugees. Play it. Why aren't more Arab countries in the Middle East taking in Palestinian refugees? Okay. Well, first of all, there's only two exits. Can right. We, can we, we agree with that? Listen. Okay. All right. The onset of a renewed war between Israel and Hamas has led to fears that millions of Palestinian people living in the Gaza Strip may be forced to become refugees. But despite the fact that Gaza shares a border with Egypt, the Egyptian government almost immediately ruled out any possibility of accepting Palestinian refugees. In fact, Egypt is currently constructing an even larger... How's that audio? It's good. Okay wall with Gaza than the one it currently has in place. Now, many outside observers have asked why Egypt, a majority Arab and Islamic nation, would turn away the Palestinian people. And of course, many have pointed out that it may serve the political interests of many Arab nations to refuse to accept Palestinian refugees because it allows them to then blame Israel for any sort of humanitarian crisis that unfolds. But the thing is, historically, many Arab nations have accepted Palestinian refugees, and that may be why Egypt doesn't want to now. For example, in 1991, the Kuwaiti government actually expelled nearly 300,000 Palestinians in the aftermath of the first Gulf War, and this represented an astonishing 18% of Kuwait's entire population. So what was the reason? Well, the Palestinian Liberation Organization had actually supported Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait a year earlier. And this support only grew after Iraq began attacking Israel with rockets throughout the war. After Kuwait's liberation, the government considered much of the Palestinian community to be complicit in the Iraqi occupation of their country. And in response, nearly all Palestinians were deported in just a few months. And this wasn't the first time something like this had happened. Decades earlier, the Palestinian groups operating in 
in Jordan had come to openly call for the overthrow of Jordan's monarchy in the aftermath of the Six-Day War. At the time, the PLO maintained its own separate army on Jordanian soil and used that armed force to sow chaos. Armed gangs of PLO militants drove around the capital of Amman, robbing families and businesses in the name of collecting financial assistance for the ongoing war of attrition against Israel. When members of the Jordanian police and army tried to defend their citizens from these attacks, they were attacked and killed. The Palestinian political network operated as a state within a state, with militants repeatedly using Jordan to launch rockets into Israel. The Marxist-Leninist popular front for the liberation of Palestine even went so far as to hijack multiple planes, diverting the flights to a Palestinian-controlled airfield in Jordan where the passengers were held hostage. By September 1970, the Jordanian army had finally had enough. A full-scale war with the PLO broke out, and after 10 months of fighting, the Palestinians were driven out of the country. Yet, as a parting gift, a Palestinian terrorist group known as Black September assassinated the Jordanian prime minister. Sadly, the story doesn't end there, because the PLO then moved into Lebanon, where they allied themselves with Marxist and socialist movements that were seeking to overthrow Lebanon's conservative Maronite Christian government. The presence of thousands of Palestinian militants flooding into the country completely destabilized Lebanon and plunged the entire nation into chaos. Less than four years after the PLO was expelled from Jordan, Lebanon found itself in the middle of one of the most bloody and chaotic civil wars in Middle Eastern history, from which it has never fully recovered. In short, Palestinian organizations have not just attacked Israel. They have sowed unrest in many of the neighboring Arab and Muslim countries as well. And this has led those governments to the conclusion that allowing for mass immigration or even just refugee camp resettlement within their borders would lead to domestic unrest for their own countries. And this, of course, only exacerbates the humanitarian crisis for those Palestinian hi. non-combatants caught. What's that? What's that, Elizabeth? Hello? We get there. Yeah, Oh, okay. I didn't want to have dead air. <laughs> yeah, it was it dead air? Did you not hear it? No, I could hear it just fine. Oh, it, they were, it, she was playing the clip, Elizabeth. I don't okay. know why you couldn't hear it because I could hear it just fine. Another like uh, 44 seconds, 46 seconds. Middle. The problem is as long as terrorist organizations like Hamas and others are elected to represent the Palestinian people, their plight will most likely continue, as neither Israel nor apparently the surrounding Arab nations want to see their own populations threatened by terrorist groups. Okay. <clears throat> um, I, I, I would absolutely need to fact check a lot of that stuff. Uh, sure, certainly. And it's a great it's a great way for for you to do that. Is that okay? So let's find out. You know how much of that is true. Right. Um, there was a bunch of people in the comments in the Twitchy article that that said they were going to do exactly that. I love being uh-huh. into that stuff. Those all okay. of the and keep in mind the stuff that we heard on our television. Some of the clips that he used could have been the CIA in there jumping off and, and doing crazy shit they've been doing it okay that's the problem that was an invasion you know they act like that was a war that was an invasion that was yeah the most i know each one of them was on small ball invasions you're correct and decimate iraq they did there was no and 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 what did they do they they hunt down and arrest anybody who spoke the truth and exposed their war yes yes you know did they Yes, they did. They, 
WikiLeaks. Snowden. Oh, Snowden. Snowden. Yeah. Um, there's a, yeah. I have some good news here in just a minute about Assange. Actually, a bunch of good news about Assange. Don't let me forget, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. In the good uh, news and, report. And I but will forego this longer, uh, really graceful video. Uh, I would like to play some uh, a video that's it's much shorter, about the same length as yours. Um, and it, it's completely from the other side. So, hold on one sec. I don't think people... I don't think people have any idea what's really happening in Gaza and why it is happening. A few weeks ago, right before this war in Gaza ignites, Netanyahu goes to the United Nations General Assembly and he holds up this map and declares his plans for a new Middle East. And people are going, what is, what is this stupid line this guy's drawing with a red marker? What it is, saw this, yeah. is an economic corridor that stretches all the way from India to the United Arab Emirates, into Saudi Arabia, into Jordan, Israel, and then finally to the entire European continent. I mean, the United States at this point, seeing their influence starting to fade, seeing the relevance of the dollar uh, recede after they stole $300 billion from Russia. You have all these spooks in Washington and Tel Aviv, you know, running around desperately trying to counter BRICS and counter China's new Silk Road. And this is mm-hmm. their answer. This is a rival to the new Silk Road. Remember, the ancient Silk Road is the largest, most important trade route in human history. This thing is enormous. It stretches all the way from China to Syria to the Mediterranean Sea. The Chinese know how important this thing is, and they want to revive it. It is the future of world economics, trade, and politics. Within the span of a few weeks, Iran and Iraq have signed a railway deal. So now you have a rail mm-hmm. link for the new Silk Road. And President Assad of Syria, who the West have been trying to isolate for over a decade, is now visiting China, the world's largest economy, and signing a strategic partnership. This is pivotal. So now the new Silk Road has rail access all the way to the Mediterranean Sea through Syria's port in Latakia. So not just land, but maritime trade. This is crucial. And as enormous and important as all of this is, this is just one aspect. This is just one aspect. You still have the gas. How can we talk about the Middle East without talking about gas and oil? When the U.S. instigated the Maidan coup in 2014, that wasn't just about NATO expansion and encirclement of Russia. This was about surrounding, controlling, and cutting off Russian gas to Europe. Russia is the country with the largest proven reserves of natural gas. Control Ukraine, and you control the pipelines that feed and supply Russian gas to Europe. For decades, you've had U.S. politicians, Republican and Democrat, from every administration, openly saying on camera, we don't want Nord Stream. There will be, uh, we, there will be no that longer sucker up. Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring it into You want to have pipelines that don't go through Ukraine and Russia. Uh, for years, we've tried to get the Europeans to be interested in different pipeline routes. It's time to do that. You want to depend more on the North American energy platform, the tremendous bounty of oil and gas that we're finding in North America. Lo and behold, Nord Stream 1 and 2 are blown up. Yeah. I mean, without question, the most egregious, the largest terrorist attack on European infrastructure in modern history. There are only three countries on this planet that can pull this off. They are Russia, Britain, and the United States. And let me tell you, it was not Russia. You combine that with the sanction packages from the European Union, banning Russian oil and gas. I mean, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. So now there's no more Russian gas coming into Europe. And just like that, the United States have achieved a long-standing foreign policy objective. 
Now, the only other country with enormous gas reserves, the second largest in the world, is Iran. Iran signed the nuclear deal in 2015 and 2016. They're complying in every way imaginable. The IAEA at the UN cannot be happier. And then the United States, you know, the guys who orchestrated the whole deal, go back on their word and they rip it up just like that and reimpose sanctions on Iran. So now Iran is barred from selling its oil and gas to Europe and others. So Russia and Iran, the two countries with the largest gas reserves are out of the picture. Then Israel all of a sudden proposed themselves as a solution to the European Union's gas shortages. Take our trilateral energy, for example, that we closed in June with Egypt and Israel. It has played an important role in our strategy to get rid of the Russian fossil fuels. How convenient. How convenient. In 2010, they conduct a geological survey and find this monstrous giant gas field in the Middle East. It's called the Leviathan, and it's in the Mediterranean Sea on the Levantine Basin. That means it's right off the coast of Palestine, Lebanon, Syria. Syria initially declines offers over its gas reserves and simultaneously refuses to lay pipes for a Qatari gas project. What a coincidence. Barely a year later, war breaks out in Syria. And who's funding it? Qatar and Israel and the United States are just some of the parties funding and running this war to overthrow the government in Damascus. Today, the United States control one third of Syria. They control all of Syria's oil fields. And Israel is bombing Syria's most vital port, Latakia, on a regular basis. So they're cutting off all the oil revenue and destroying, crippling any maritime activity, such as trade, such as gas exploration. Another major port on the Levantine coast is in Beirut, which mysteriously exploded in 2020. And so Israel, proposing itself as a solution to Europe's gas shortages, shows up with an FPSO, this enormous gas extraction vessel, and tries sealing gas from Lebanon's Karish gas field. And, you know, this reignites a huge maritime border dispute. And Israel has to go and beg the United States to solve this diplomatically because Hezbollah said, if you steal one cubic inch of our gas, we will fire our missiles on your ship. Now we come to Gaza. Gaza also has its own unexplored gas field. Gaza is also a concentration camp run by the Israelis. And it's been under siege by Egypt and Israel under naval blockade since 2007. I mean, you can't even fish properly, let alone extract gas. And so now the Lebanese, the Syrian, the Palestinian ports, they're all out of action. And the only working port left in the coast is the Israeli port on Haifa. I mean, how convenient. This makes Israel the only one able to explore gas and implement an economic corridor like the one that Netanyahu held up at the UN. So in other words, Israel and the United States together killed off all the competition, stole their goods, and cornered the market. But as winter is approaching, Israel desperately needs to get that gas for Europe. But there's no stability. There can never be stability in the region without solving the Palestinian question. And so when Netanyahu shows up at the UN with his brilliant plan, you know, the Israelis thought, oh, it's a done deal. You know, they'll just get Saudi Arabia to normalize ties and thereby extinguish the Palestinian issue once and for all. And that is precisely why they are in Gaza slaughtering Palestinians like crazy, like they're in berserker mode. You know, Israel has bombed Gaza before, but this surpasses anything we've ever seen, which is truly saying something.
I mean, this is unhinged, you know, calling people human animals and massacring them. Israel is just hoping the Palestinians will run away in fear into the desert. They've literally said this. They want to put them in the desert. They want people in Gaza to go to the Sinai Desert and push the people in the West Bank into Jordan. This is genocide and ethnic cleansing without question. But it His opinion. has economic and geopolitical implications. Hamas and the collective resistance, when they found out about Israel's plan and Saudi Arabia's wishes to normalize ties with Israel, which would destroy any hope of a Palestinian state, I mean, this forced their hand. It became clear they needed to act and respond immediately, lest Palestine be lost forever. For Palestinians, this is and always has been a matter of life and death, to be or not to be. Either the resistance axis and the global south expel the American and Israeli colonizers from the Middle East, or Israel and the United States will continue occupying the region, choking off the new Silk Road, plundering Syria's oil, and keeping Russian, Iranian, and Arab gas cut off from the world market. This is a decisive moment, and not just for Palestine, because the victors will end up drawing the new map of the world to come. All right. Now, let me just, let me just say, after the fact, that both of those videos I just played need to be heavily researched both of them of course. well they do i i saw that and that was that was the guy who was wearing the, the palestinian scarf it was well done i liked it but palestinian but scarf they all, they all live in the desert i have that scarf egypt is a desert saudi arabia is a desert israel palestine the whole place is a fucking desert um except for the coast except for the coast but it was, it's like they and all that's exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. But um, I saw another one, and it, and I thought, you know what? This really makes a lot of sense. Um, this was a, a show of force to scare all of those nations that are forming bricks. Okay. Because that's can becoming a force. Can play it? Do you have it? Yeah, I, that was that – was, oh, I don't know. No, it was, it was a post somebody made. But oh. that is, it's very yeah, and it's like you know the, the the manipulation behind all of this. It's driven by money and power, and the and one oil. thing that really bothers me is that yes, oil is that you go right back to the 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 very comfortable land of hating Israel and anti-Semitism when Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Jordan all are just as evil as Israel because they're not letting oh yeah for sure. And I would like to add, I would like to add on to that, that anti-Semitism is not just a Jewish thing. It's any kind of, you know, Muslim also is part of that. But in this case, it is, because it's turning evil in the college campuses, and it's just, it's stirring up just evilness in, 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 let's talk about a race. But you don't see how killing Ethnically cleansing all of Palestine isn't evil? It's no, it's not to, to be condoned, but it is. It, it's, it's a, a shrug. It's been going on for a very, very long time. Why shrug. has no one been, been this upset over it throughout all these years? This is just the new thing you're supposed that to react to. That is an excellent point, Elizabeth. That is an you know, excellent. I'm and that's why I'm, I'm not going to. It, it, it's 
What am I supposed? What are we supposed to do? It's been go. It, 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 How about we don't be condone any any killing of of people? You know that would be it. Okay, all right. And on that yeah, note, let's take a deep breath. Then, let's take a deep breath. We are ten okay. seconds away from the good news report, and I desperately need some good news. So, mom, um, what can you please take it away? I can. House members urged in bipartisan letter to join demands for Biden to drop Julian Assange's case. The letter will be sent to President Biden after Massey and McGovern gather signatures from um, House leaders. Rep. Thomas Massey, these are the Republicans are asking him to do it. Uh, the it. Australian delegation should have done it. On, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> the Dems should have done it, Danielle. Uh, the Australian delegation is asking them to do it, and they're signing on board. So Massey and uh, James McGovern, who is a Democrat, excuse me, are circulating a letter to their colleagues in the House of Representatives calling on President Biden to end the prosecution of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, who's facing a possible extradition to the U.S. for publishing classified U.S. military documents. In a Dear Colleague letter obtained by Fox News Digital, the two congressmen asked fellow House members to join their bipartisan efforts to strongly encourage the Biden administration withdraw the U.S. extradition request currently pending against Australian publisher Julian Assange and halt all prosecut- prosecutorial proceedings against him as soon as possible. So I will tell you, they don't want this guy testifying. <laughs> and no, it's, it's very likely that that's going to happen because it's going to be all bad <laughs> if they bring him here. I've actually been kind of holding my breath and waiting for it to happen because he's going to let them all have it. Um, but, and but they had him under arrest and, and, and medicated. He's He's pretty much not even... <laughs> a person anymore and it's I hope it's not torture. I hope that's not true I mean it, it's it's sad it's really sad and to go back to when Trump was president and this thing was still political football he had the opportunity to pardon him but he said no we're going to extradite him and that wow, made that's what I said know. yeah that made know that who's in charge the military industrial complex because he was going to blow the lid off of the Pentagon and the whole illegal military invasion of these countries. And if what I have one are, uh, you know, quibble and that was sad. With, with President Trump, it's who he listened mm-hmm. to. He listened to the quote-unquote military experts right. and because he loves the military. He trusts the military. He doesn't no. anymore, Elizabeth, I guarantee you. That that they showed their ass to him, uh, and and it's not going to ha- if he gets reelected, it's not going to happen again. But he trusted. He came in with a bunch of military advisors, and um, because he trusted John the, Brennan. The military, fuck. Well, well, actually, Brennan wasn't military, honey. He was CIA. Oh, but yeah, that's true. Which which okay. Having said that. The, my Bolton. biggest Bolton. complaint yeah, God, about Donald J. Trump is he taking advice from these fucking demons that he was taking advice from to uh, this point. 
um, I've got an article, a couple of articles from Brian Cates about Trump the warmonger versus the foreign policy wonks. Okay, so so this was a big deal back then. For the foreign policy is just a, another name for all the letter agencies, right? They pretend uh, to be, you know, doing things on behalf of the United States. It's not true. Okay, so. Remember when Donald Trump became president? This is Brian Cates uh, from October 24th. I've got uh, two articles. There's there's three in total. I'm not going to read all of it. That um, the supposedly biggest generation on existential threats he and the world were facing had become quickly receding memories. Of course, I'm talking about North Korea Korea and ISIS, okay? So he – you'll have to stop for a moment and think hard to recall that when Trump was running for president and after he moved his family into the White House – we were all treated to months of endless storm and drying about how Trump was supposedly going to blow up the entire world. Remember? I remember. And actually, we I were remember. All, yeah, yeah, we were all, you know, kind of holding our breath because um, he, because of his blowhard, um, you know, supposed off-the-cuff statements that he would make, right? He couldn't be taken – this is back to Kate's – couldn't be taken seriously as a candidate for the top executive office. Yeah, the rocket man, because he would create incredibly unstable foreign policy. Look where we're at now. <laughs> this man was the only president in my lifetime, perhaps in Elizabeth's, who knows, that didn't start another fucking war like all of these other idiots. Yes. Okay, speaking of which, just as an aside, speaking of war and good news, the Ukrainian war is coming to an end. Thank God. Okay. Um, it, it, we've been lied to, speaking of propaganda, about how Ukraine was hanging in there and we're going to kick Russia's butt and blah, blah. It's all bull. Yeah, every war. Every war yeah. except for this one, apparently. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we're not. Well, I, I just want to say that I do believe, looking back, that the Ukrainian war was. We, we were talking the bill. We hoped don't do this. Yeah, be blowing up the pipeline. And, Jesus. But why did we do this? Exactly. But why did we do this? Because you had to cover the ass of all of these globalists that mm-hmm. decided to create a virus. And where were they? All of those bio labs that bio we had labs. Going, Right? Yes. Yes. Um, we had to cover up our crime. Yeah. And, and, and that, there's been enough time, hasn't that. there? And, and you know what, even though... <laughs> Is that the World War III uh, Doomsday Clock? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cold beer on Friday night. Apparently All right, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing, oh, okay. yes. So there's been enough time, Elizabeth, and, and that wild-eyed... A clip that Danielle played had a lot of sense to it, okay? Because I know for a fact that we blew up that freaking pipeline. So guess what? You know, yes. it, it all it all goes back to oil and gas, doesn't it? And you're absolutely correct. But there's been enough time, Elizabeth, to cover up our freaking disaster in Ukraine. They've they've had plenty of time to, you know, move everything out and blow everything up. You, you're 100 percent right. But and now it's over. Yay. So back then, he couldn't be taken seriously as a candidate for the top executive office because he would create incredibly unstable foreign policy due to his and being arrogant, clueless, alpha male, and an all-around idiot blowhard. 
Then after he shocked everybody by winning the election, anyway, despite their loudly warning the public about what an idiot he supposedly was, they stridently yelled all the more during Trump's first year in office that he was making all the wrong moves. The, the foreign service – that talk about a nest of vipers um, – and he was going to cause the world to be a far more dangerous place because he refused to listen to the same globalist foreign policy experts – that's in quotes – that his predecessors had, the ones that started a war every freaking administration. Yeah, he wasn't listening to them. You remember the globalist foreign policies experts, right? The same Council on Foreign Relations, CFR, Atlantic Council, please – Trilateral commission type people that former presidents had all surrounded themselves with and listened to and who's the policies they implemented and what all that expert foreign policy resulted in the Iraq war, the Gulf war, the Vietnam war, the freaking uh, so on and so World on. World War so One, on, World right? War Two. Yes. Yeah. Let's discuss that for a minute. Well, okay, several minutes. <laughs> this column is going to be much longer than usual, and I'm, again, not going to read the whole thing. So here we are with Obama. We got a picture of him smiling like a freaking idiot. They gave him a Nobel Peace Prize before he was even elected, or no, in his first year, and he hadn't even done anything. And all, all this man did the whole time he was in office, Obama, was start freaking wars. Right, which is why okay? he should have gotten that award. <laughs> can, can I just like, – very – like 30 Go. seconds or less, explain that the Nobel Prize was a, a gun manufacturer, Nobel, um, oh, and uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not a gun. It was a dynamite manufacturer who yeah. had this like conscious um, uh, cl- clarifying moment and wanted to um, uh, um, have an award for peace, but every recipient Virtually every recipient past that um, was a warmonger. It's 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 all upside down, isn't it? Yep. That's how demons. That's how demons behave. Every, Absolutely. Up and down. Blue is is yellow. It's it's crazy. Obama and the entrenched foreign policy. Back to Brian. Establishment convinced the international public that both of these crises, which were uh, Iran and North North Korea. Uh, were modern-day Gordian knots, that they were intractable problems with very complex issues that required a stable and educated foreign policy hand to deal with them. You remember what happened. He walked in, shook hands with North Korea, first time ever in the history of, of since North Korea existed, yeah. walked yeah. over the um, the line, shook hands with him, and everybody was freaking out. Same thing with ISIS. So what did he do with ISIS? ISIS, Obama says, we can't fix it. They're just going to be a fact of life. He blew them up in about 15 seconds. Um, and keep in mind, we funded ISIS. Danielle, I know you were going to chime in and say that. Funded, okay. created. Okay. We, of course we did. And, mm-hmm. and guess what? And, and guess what? This is the foreign policy wonks, Okay starting this stuff and then and then killing people and then starting stuff and then killing people okay i'm 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 tired of it the next thing that happened was they got rid of michael flynn as we all know obama was such an intelligent and nuanced expert in foreign policy that he ended up in quotes firing at the one intelligence agency head who wouldn't parrot back to him the same happy happy talk he wanted to hear mike flynn so that's, so when Trump came into office, the first thing he did was hire Mike Flynn. 
And then look what happened to Michael Flynn. Okay, because they hated that man because he kept telling them, I see what you're doing. You're starting this stuff, funding this stuff, and then, and then using it against the American people. Moving on, Benghazi. The Benghazi crisis in which a 50 in which 50 plus Americans were essentially abandoned by the Obama administration for, for hours while under a highly coordinated terrorist attack, only only a seat of the pants evacuation performed on the fly and with lots of luck limited the fallout. God bless him for American deaths merely previewed how all of Obama's second term ended up being centered on stridently attempting to avoid any responsibility for the increasing destabilization of the Middle East, although they were in there stirring it up like a freaking hornet's nest. Okay. Can I, may, may I just for one second, it wasn't just American deaths. It was American no. tor- torture. They, they tortured it. that, that ambassador. It, it was awful. It, it was so much more than just the death. I know. Yeah. All right, go on. Okay. And so speaking of cover-ups, Elizabeth, we were getting up to stuff and we let that embassy be overrun to cover up our perfidy. As Obama and Hillary utterly abandoned Libya in the face of the Benghazi debacle and then compounded that by handing Egypt over to the Muslim Brotherhood, and both countries descended into complete chaos, speaking of meddling. We created them too. Go on. Yes, we did. With Obama calling them the JV team as they were funding them uh-huh. and creating death and destruction all over the Middle East. Okay, so I'm going to move on. And ISIS were the moderate rebels in Syria, right? Uh, right. Right. So there's a really great photo, which obviously this is a radio show and we can't show it, of Michael Flynn sitting um, at a table testifying and Clapper and Brennan and Comey are all glaring at him. As the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, General Michael Flynn had been using everything but signal flags trying to get Obama and Clinton's attention and explain to them why the foreign policy being enacted was not only naive and wrong, but also incredibly dangerous. And for that, he got fired. For that, he got taken down um, as, soon as, as soon as Trump hired him. Okay. I'm going to move on to part two. So, so you have an idea. Okay. And b- before I do that, I want to just point out that the one thing that they have done over and over and over again is give money to Iran. Fund Iran. Pay money to Iran. Pay money to Iran. Just for the record, I would like to ask each of you what you think about that, about speaking of funding and meddling and all the – why was it such so important for the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, all of these people to give money to Iran? Elizabeth, I'll let you go first. Oh, I'm, I'm going to say that – Somehow they figured out how they could get a part of it. Therefore, yep. they had to have their money released. Yeah, because that's another one of those frozen. playgrounds. You're absolutely right. Why, why do you think, Danielle? Um, I think that there are several terrorist organizations. And remember, going back to 
mm-hmm. we declared war on terror, right? So we yes, have I to. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so we have to keep up, um, keep funding these terrorist organizations, yes. creating funding, training, horses provided by, you know. So that there's chaos and pain and destruction so and blood. we have a target. It has no yes. border. So that, without terror, we would have no war, yes. right? Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing that Trump did. Okay. Trump promptly scrapped a deal on taking office in 2017. So they kept funding this. And Hamas is, you could just picture Hamas like the clearinghouse, right? Or excuse me, Iran, sorry. And they, they give it to Iran and it goes out all over the Middle East and cause more war, more death, more destruction. Do you remember when Hillary uh, made that speech? She goes, we came, we came in and we killed him. Uh, the, the, the leader in uh, what, we came, uh, we Libya. saw he died. He died <laughs> with her freaking cackle. Yeah, the, the guy in Syria. We have him give up his weapons to be a part of the international community. More pain. Hold on. Hold on. Please stop. You're Go. doing that Go. thing. I'm sorry. You're no, no. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. But this is really is important. Better now? And I would like to... Yep, absolutely. Thank you. So we go into Libya. We talk him into being a nice guy, giving up um, his nuclear weapons capability. And the next thing we go and we topple him. They show him being tortured, brutally killed, pictures of him dying and her cackling over it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so when Danielle jumps sodomized. in and says, we, we saw, and they sodomized him, they did that to, to Chris Stevens yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. They torture them and, and it's so sick and so wrong. Okay. So Danielle's premise, we're funding it. She's right. So when Trump came in and got, he scrapped that deal to stop sending money the day Biden got into office, he re-upped it again. And this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're at. Because it, obviously it's all about the money. You have to have money to create terror, don't you? But, but it's not really about that. It's about a reaction. It's, mm-hmm. it's manipulating yes. Yes. human consciousness yes. to continue to feed the loose. You're yes. talking about the demons? Yeah, all of no it. question. Yes. You're absolutely right. Yes. And I'm doing it right now. I'm responding to this. To this to yeah. The, Feet by, yes. by by the yes. louche being fed, so are you, so is Danielle. It's mm-hmm. painful. Okay, so yes, that I suppose, Elizabeth, that's the point, isn't it? Is so and that we're distressed and in pain, thinking about babies dying. Seriously, mm. when you're talking about it being inverted in clown world, this <sighs> is like, why am I not, I'm not so upset over a genocide. It's like this is all for their amusement, for our reaction. It, it is. It is. So, I don't necessarily it, it, mean that think that that was such great news, but it's it's I suppose coming to an understanding of what they're trying to do to us, and 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 being successful at it is that people all over this country is like no we don't want to get involved in their crap no we don't want to, we're not we don't want to fund ukraine 
we don't want to do all this stuff. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Um, I need, okay. Yeah. I need two minutes, mom. Two minutes. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like a demon. Look, we came, we saw, we died. We came, witch, demon. Remember when she was barking like the dog? Yeah. Okay, that's a good enough. We don't even need two minutes. But that's like, you know, like every time we smile, a reptilian goes hungry. I'm just saying. You're absolutely right. And we haven't been doing a lot of smiling lately. And it's because we're in pain and we're distressed. And I suppose that's the point, isn't it? Agreed. I suppose that's why they're doing this to us. So yeah, here's some great news. Too. Mike Pence yeah. suspended his campaign for president for president. <laughs> and yeah, his um we know we know his his, his supporter is devastated. <laughs> his one supporter is devastated <laughs> and I know everybody's really sad. His but wife. I I have to tell you that I am, am not sad over that. Oh, so God. I posted so um some good news. Mother is probably um, sad. His mom is sad. His wife is sad. Um, so we are back to um, calling for COVID amnesty. Uh, a clip, Danielle, last one I posted, if you would, please. What is the COVID uh, You posted it where? Seeds of Change? In Seeds of Change. Yep. Let me look. Uh, the died suddenly. Yes. Okay. I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to thank the governor. We were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So it, it, it's, it's, well. No, they weren't. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the shit show that was COVID. Okay. I have a question. Yeah, I was just gonna so, pop. I'm gonna do a, a, a fast poll and ask for a vote. Do we give them some grace? No. 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 Hold no. on. Don't. Let me revise my my answer. I will give them as much grace as they gave me. Yeah, yeah no Exactly. Shit. A boot on your neck for trying to have critical thinking and try to take take your own health into your own hands. And be tackling people, with, police yeah, tackling no, people that. for not wearing masks for their safety. Especially now, now that children are dying and your love, people are dropping dead from this just fast-tracked vaccine, and, and nobody's able to 
call it out for what it was, was a medical genocide. And, and it's, it hasn't ended. It only started. The they're asking the for grace. And no. fear-mongering program. The answer is no. There is, there's an ongoing investigation in an up-and-coming lawsuit in the works. And that's why they have to have another war for us to get whipped up over because this is still in the works. The, this Nobody's is and, – and here we go. They need some more chaos, I'm don't I'm loving they? this conversation. Go on. Yeah, they're, they're, no, they, they need more chaos to get, you know, watch no. the birdie, look over here, dead babies, no. beheaded babies. Oh, no. I get it. You know what? I, I, I was talking about this, this – it, it turns out it was a sterilization program because – it's been killing babies in the womb. People are not able to have babies anymore. And my one aunt, she goes, well, this one thankfully didn't take it, but this one did because she got tired of not being able to go anywhere. And I go, where could she not go? Where, where she lived? Georgia. Oh, in Georgia? She couldn't go to concerts, so she got vaccinated. And I said, oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. And, but, but, but wait, her rationale was, well, she, she, she would never have children anyway. I'm sorry. That doesn't make it okay. That it doesn't. You know, it holds just that somebody thinking that she's never going to have life. children makes me sad. Okay. Wanted to have kids or not? Do you yeah. not see what this 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 program was? Right. No, there's no amnesty for these people. Sorry. Nope. And I got to tell you, the world is waking up to this. And here's the good news: why I why I posted this. It says now that Elon Musk, and this is on from a, another Twitchy article. The German MEP says that COVID-19 was a globalist test balloon. Look out. Now that Elon Musk owns Twitter, it's safe to spread COVID-19, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories, saying that the virus was developed in a gain-of-function experimentation at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and escaped into the public. It took the Washington Post 18 months to append a note to its article about Senator Tom Cotton spreading a debunked conspiracy theory about COVID-19 escaping from a lab. Christine Anderson, a German member of the European Parliament, went a step further and claimed that COVID-19 was released on purpose. Here we go. We're finally getting there, you guys. Whoopsie. We're no more, no longer saying whoopsie. We're saying it was on purpose. The world is waking up to see just how much power democracies could grab. Um, this editor personally thinks it escaped by accident, hmm, but a lot of what Anderson says makes sense. She said, German MP, MEP Christine Anderson, COVID was a beta test by unelected globalists to see how easy it would be to seize control under the pretext of a global emergency. She, listen to her words. For God's sake, stop complying. Start rebelling. They are out to get you if you do not resist. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We're going to, and we're going to keep resisting, okay? Um, some great news. They're, they designed a wheelchair that can, for, for truly paralyzed people, that can be done um, using your mind. It's a hands-free wheelchair. Um, you put the um, phone, attach your device to it. It, it you can move it merely by uh, by your mind, also by moving, you know, just kind of wiggling back and forth. It's really cool. It's going to help a lot of people with mobility issues um, uh, be able to get around. Uh, it's it's very it's kind of neat looking. 
Um, is this it says, a neuroling concoction? Um, yeah, exactly. It is. Uh, yeah, and, you know we're not really thrilled and, about that. Um, and you know so, what? Though? Oh, go, continue. So, but this wheelchair—it's—it's it's, you set your device in which it—it it doesn't look like it's Neuralink, but for people that are truly mobility, uh, they don't have you know arms or legs, use of their arms or legs. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is be able to move their body back and forth, and the chair goes. It's really cool. I like it. Uh, I don't know if uh, about you guys uh, how you feel about voting these days. You may have um, wanted to give up, but um, yeah, I'm done. Across the country, I know. Across the country, there's going to be school board elections on Tuesday, and it looks like the conservatives are going to take back literally hundreds and we did the same in 2022 uh 2018 or excuse me uh 2020 was pretty big for school boards across the country it looks like that um some of the craziness that's going on in school districts is going to um uh, start to recede thank god um the uh gag order by uh tanya chutkin her honor is suspended. Um, it got lifted. Uh, a D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals suspends Trump's gag order in the J6 criminal oh. case, overruling okay. Judge Chutkin. The issue will be argued um, on November 20th. It's not completely done, but for right now, he can go out. Every uh, D.C. Drano says every delay is a win. Every time Trump gets more free speech to defend himself is a win. Every time Obama appointed Judge Chutkin gets reversed is a win. The D.C. Circuit Court may reinstate the gag order after oral arguments, but for this next three weeks, President Trump yeah. regains his rights. So yeah, that's, he lives in America. Hmm. He's, and, and believe me, he's going to go out and, <laughs> and blast them all. Is unreal. Um, it's unreal so, that they're able to do this. And, and no, this, this they're whole, not. And, and I, you know, I know. It makes me crazy, It, it Elizabeth. makes me crazy because we are, you know, everyone starts screaming Julian Assange. But they have taken all of our ability to speak our thoughts, our First Amendment. We are under such communistic censorship. It's pretty and, awful. And, and Danielle, what did you keep calling it? Danielle, uh, uh, something a palooza? Shadow banda palooza? Shadow banda palooza. Sure. Okay, it's not working. These words need to be scrubbed. This whole mindset needs to be done away and called out as you cannot take people's ability to think and speak away from them. We have it's written in a in a document. It's our, our freedoms. Absolutely. Any any judge, any court of law that even dared to put, I can't even believe that this people aren't going crazy over this. But they're going. No, we, crazy we are, over and and dogs. and and we're fighting like cats and dogs. <laughs> oh, and, but God. here's the thing. So so the the question has to be why? Okay, they had thirty months to bring these cases. And of course, you know, it's obvious that it's political because they're bringing them now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. idea is to ruin his chances to become yeah. the president. Okay. Yeah. It's not working. 
in the wee hours, this is also a twitchy article, uh, Joe, Baden, Joe Biden's bad day. The left is melting down over a new swing state poll. In the wee hours of the morning, the New York Times dropped a bombshell poll on the Democratic elect- electorate. The poll, conducted in conjunction with Siena College, which is a, usually a decent poll, it's definitely left-leaning, has Democrats and their fellow travelers in the media in an absolute tizzy because, well, look for yourself. This morning's New York Times Siena poll has Trump ahead of Biden in five key swing states, finds the economy mm-hmm. to be a massive driver of discontent with Biden, Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, all of them. He's leading Biden, all of those states. And so what happens next? David Axelrod comes out and says, the POTUS is justly proud of of his accomplishments. Trump is a dangerous, unhinged demagogue whose brazen (laughs) disdain for the rules, norms, laws, and institutions or or democracy should be disqualifying. (laughs) Should be disqualifying, but the stakes of miscalculation here are too dramatic to ignore. Only at Joe Biden can make this decision. If he continues to run, he will be the nominee of the Democratic Party. What he needs to decide is whether that is wise, (laughs) whether it is in his best interest or the country's. Bill Kristol came out. President Biden has served our country well. I'm confident he'll do so for the next year, but it's time for an act of personal sacrifice and public spirit. They're asking him to step down. Oh, uh, the big deal them. in this poll are the, are the the internals, the cross tabs, as they say, and it's because of uh, his of the way obviously binomics isn't working under thirties. African American twenty two percent for Trump, mm. so you know that they have to be freaking the f out. These are catastrophic numbers among Hispanic and urban voters. For a Democrat, Democratic candidate looking to get elected, it seems as though every group that Biden relied on for votes to gain, well, to gain the White House, other than the fake votes, is turning against him. And uh, I think that's just really wonderful news. I have popcorn. Really fun article about really good news. There's a guy named um, Mr. Beast. And Mr. Beast, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, it was about a year ago, he went out and paid for surgeries for people that were blind to not be blind anymore. Um, So Jimmy Donaldson is better known as Mr. Beast, teased his latest video. We spent over eight months working on tomorrow's video. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. So excited for all of you to watch it. We built 100 wells in Africa. Go watch. Really cool video. Um, I want you to – I'm going to put it in Seeds of Change. I actually would like for you – I don't know if it's going to be okay for radio, but I I would like it if you would try to play it because he really did. It shows him popping the wells all over uh, Africa, Mm -hmm. and it's very cool. So you want to play it, Danielle? Oh, possibly. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) Okay. I'm also I'm also asking Ava to come down and talk about Mr. Beast. Oh, so she knows who Mr. Beast is? He's really yeah. cool. Ava? Ava? I, what, what is your guys' take on Mr. Beast? Well, you do – okay. The only question to ask, answer right now is do you know who Mr. Beast is? Yes. Come down Tell us who he is. 
He did something, another really cool thing, and and Mama's going to play a video, Ava, of this really cool thing that he did. But what do you know about him? Up, she hung up. She's coming downstairs. Okay. Yeah, come. Yeah, we would just like you to know, since you are a young thing. Hi. Um, hi, young thing. Um, we would like you to tell us who Mr. Beast is. So are we, like, unaware entirely? Yeah. Is there, like, no context? No Nobody context. has any idea who Mr. Beast I is? I have so, some slight context, but no one else does. Tell us who okay. he is. So so uh, Mr. Beast is, uh, I'm pretty sure, the biggest, like, singular YouTuber guy. Like, he's got the most subscribers on YouTube, right? Oh. And basically he got started by giving away a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, which basically made the videos more popular, which gave him more money to give away to make more popular videos, which is his big thing. So now he does like philanthropy or something, and he's doing food banks or something, right? So Mr. Beast is genuine, generally a good person, individual, uh, that got popular for being rich or for getting rich. And, and doing really cool things with his money. Yes. So so he went out and paid for surgeries for a bunch of people that right. were blind and people said they gave him grief for it because it's a it's a making fun of ableism or something I don't know. Anyway, but he did. He got they tried to cancel this guy and it didn't work obviously because you said what Ava how many you think he has the most followers on YouTube than any person? Well, I I he uh He's the biggest non-corporation YouTuber. Like, there's some, like, corporate... No, yeah, he's just a are, guy. Yeah. He's just a yeah. guy. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. A hundred wells we're going to build in this video. Oh. You want the wells video, right? Yep. Okay. Yep, that's what I want. witnessed a small village in Kenya get access to unlimited clean drinking water in less than a second. One down, 99 more wells in Africa to go. They're going to want this video. Combined, these 100 wells are going to give around half a million people fresh water to drink. And after building some more wells on this side of Kenya, we flew south to the school system of Nairiri. And let's just say they were really happy to see us. How's it going? Not expecting this. I appreciate it, everybody. This village threw a welcome ceremony upon our arrival, and Nolan got really into it. Nolan's the most awkward person I've ever met, and that's a lot coming from me. And after being shown around the school... Yeah, I'm so guest. How's it going? Are you having a good day? One of the teachers showed me where the students currently get their water, which is from this river. That's extremely unsafe to drink. This is where your students used to get water from? Yes. This is crazy. Yeah. You know, students complaining of diarrhea, infections like typhoid. Because this is the water we've been using, so we try to treat, but you see, look at it, you know. But at the end of the day, life has to move on. You have to get some water anyway. This situation is obviously extremely sad. These children's lives are being limited and sometimes cut short from being forced to drink unsafe water. But at least for this village, we're going to put an end to it right now. I don't think this John's going to fit. 
That would be good. Let's see if we can find some water. out of the ground, it's fed into enormous barrels like this one. And once they're built into the water towers, all of the neighboring villages will not only have clean drinking water, but a pressurized water source as well, which in short means no more doing laundry and unsafe water. And boom! On a scale of one to Nolan's mom, how heavy is it? Nolan's mom times two! Oh, God. Dude, I'll push you off of it. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Under control. We built 20 more wells in Kenya, and after we were done... Yep. So he he built a hundred wells across Africa, and that means five hundred thousand people are going to have clean drinking water. Can he so come to the United States and build drinking water wells for us? Well, there was yeah. an article about that that they're they're working on a proposition here in California to actually catch our rainwater this next time, Danielle. And um, I'm excited about it. It was just an advertisement for us to support uh, uh, something, so I didn't I didn't catch the clip. But um, it looks like they're starting a groundswell to get it on the um, on the next ballot. That instead of a stupid train or some other freaking you know crazy stupid thing, they're going to actually start building some cisterns to catch our rainwater instead of letting it all go into the ocean again. So we'll see how that goes. Awesome. Um, okay. Can Ava, can Ava be dismissed? Ava can be dismissed. Bye, Ava. 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 See, I had I knew nothing about this guy, so here we go. Um, so, uh, Elizabeth, you had a comment? Yes, I was just going to say, if, if this one man could do this, could you imagine what our government could do if they would find that information out? He could, our government can bomb people. That's all they can do. That's all they can do. And start wars and cause chaos and ha- havoc. That's all they can do. I wonder. Fund terrorist organizations. Right. I know. Crazy. Stupid. Oh, boss. <laughs> okay. Um, Is that that was your daughter? She's amazing. That was little Ava Licious. I guess she knows who Mr. Beast is. And I just, I remembered reading the the Twitchy article from last year where they get he paid for all these surgeries for out of all of this you know millions of dollars he's obviously making off of whatever it is he's doing and being the number one guy on YouTube. And they yeah. gave him grief for it. Of course they did. Because hold on, hold on. So you're breaking up. They don't want to feel Okay. I, I do need to not be breaking up for the for my final um, article that I'm going to read. <clears throat> Is it better? <clears throat> Good. Absolutely, yeah. So back in the very bowels of um, 2015, 2016, when I started to realize just uh, what kind of demons were in charge <laughs> of our country, mm-hmm. I, I really went hard in Twitter. And remember – I. Uh, on the day that Michael Flynn and J- uh, Donald Trump's Twitter accounts were taken down, mine was taken down too. But by that time, I was followed by a lot of people, and I also followed a lot of people. And one of them uh, was a, a we call his name is Sundance on it's called the Last Refuge, which is a ragtag bunch of conservative misfits. 
and they censored him and they shadow banned him and they took his account down. He's got he's got his account up again uh, since Musk took over, but he um, he has a, he had to make a website. It's called the Last Refuge, and um, highly recommend that you follow uh, the Last Refuge on Twitter. That you go to his um, his website, which is the Last Refuge at Reagan dot com. Um, really a neat guy. But he cool. um, uh, printed and he, he just chats with people and, then, and there's a community that chats with him on a regular basis on his his website. But he uh, did an article today, n- November 5th, uh, 2023. It says, check yourself. You are in control. Mm-hmm. It might. Heck, check that. It does seem overwhelming at times. But that is the nature of this collectivist strategy. Here you go, Elizabeth. Right. That's that's what right. that's no, the point, that's isn't the it? People are catching on to that, and that's how we break it. That's right. That's, he I said, love that it. is the purpose of this great reset bombardment. We must hold strong. You must hold strong. If you look closely at the attacks that unnerve us, most of them are weak, and almost all of them are targeting your psychology. Right. Do not fall into the trap of despair. Step outside of your home right now. Look around. Do you see any threat or is there a sense of fear and foreboding created by a dark imaging, imagining? Or is, the, it, or is the sense of fear and foreboding created by a dark imagining? If the right. latter, ask yourself, is the psychological attack working simply because you are allowing it? Mm-hmm. And then right below that is a picture of a bunch of sheep standing behind a gate and both sides right. of it are opened. Yes. <laughs> and they're just standing yeah. there trying to get out the gate. We're you stuck. have a purpose. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. if you walk into a room and the people within it respond negatively to your presence, it's likely because your disposition unnerves their demons. Right. The need for control is a reaction to fear and you have stopped pretending. As a consequence, you create fear amid amid those who do. When I share the message, live your best life, it is not without purpose. Every moment that we allow the onslaught to deter us from living our dreams is a moment those who oppose our nation view as us taking a knee. Do not allow this effort to succeed. You might ask yourself how I can, one person, a flea looking into a furnace, retain an optimistic disposition. excuse me, disposition while all around me seems chaotic and mad. Ultimately, the collective weight of leftism is putting us in isolation. There are many historic references to this disconcerting sentiment to review with hindsight. However, ultimately, the feeling of isolation first begins with a rejection of God. Defeat dark imaginings by embracing him. Stand in the light of a loving and purposeful God. Hold faith and evil manifests will run away because the dark whispers will fall on impenetrable ears. Yes, it is true. I will not deny it. All around us is this great sense of foreboding. Ugh. And it's not just connected to you. It's everywhere. Everything mm-hmm. being created by the construct of those constructs of those in power is weird. Everything creating created around us is less comfortable. Everything created around us is intended to project less joy. And as a consequence, it requires an intensity of thought just to carry on ordinary events. It's exhausting at times. 
Diminished faith creates anxiety, a sense of foreboding, a sense of fear and worry, and a sense of trepidation. <clears throat> Additionally, evil tribesmen, evil tribesmen, hmm, I, I, was, I, I, wanted, I pictured them, know the strategy to create the environment for control is isolation. Mm-hmm. Isolation, the tool to remove hope, first begins with the dis- diminishment of God. A, faithful, a faith-filled person is never alone. Throughout history, large armies have been defeated through the process of division. It is not a leap to see the same strategic objectives being deployed against social assemblies with ridicule, labeling, targeting, diminishment. All of it is intended to fuel this purposeful division. Ultimately, it is the currency of human connection that is the true value in our lives. We have each felt how our positive influence upon the lives of others nourishes our own sense of purpose and fulfillment. Do not lose that. Perhaps we are in this position today because we didn't sit still enough and contemplate the real priorities in our lives. Fellowship is the essential ingredient to a purposeful life. I fight like hell to keep this website operating, to keep our community discussion ongoing, in the largest part because the assembly is the point. The connection is the most important facet. On our prayer threads and within our conversations, families return to see, read, and feel the words from those we we and they have lost. Do you know the scale of responsibility that comes from hearing the words of a granddaughter who visits CTH every year to read the words of her grandfather who has passed away? Can you imagine how hard you would fight to keep that ability present? We are more than just a conversation. Perhaps tears flow at times and we struggle to understand what this unusual anxiety is all about. Then we begin to struggle with the feelings of shame or guilt for being weak and allowing our humanity to pour out of our human selves. Then perhaps when needed most, our faith organizations are are slow to understand the importance of fellowship and community amid an upheaval that seems unrelenting. Mm-hmm. Um, how far did we go? Oh, Lord. Okay. Remind yourself of his kind, his kind of purpose, purposeful hope, because that hope is pure. That love is perfect. No politics or false sense of security can overwhelm the message of hope that a loving God has provided. No effort of man or human disposition can surmount the greatest love of all. The message of grace and faith, the message of the, of the purest truth is bigger and greater than any great reset or legislative battle. No power of hell nor scheme of man can come close to the – that's um, amazing grace – can come close to the purpose of God's intent and love for you as a unique person qualified to receive that love. Wrap yourself in the blanket of, un- of that unconditional love. Stop listening to the dark imagining, the whispers of foreboding. Pause in the peace of the moment that you can create within your own mind. Set down your troubles and listen and feel. So, um, I, I, you know that I always return to that message that um, in spite of all that they're doing, all their machinations, all the demon act, demonic activity, the spiritual warfare, the blood, the destruction, and the pain. Now, divisive tactics. Your relationship is now being weaponized. There are no yeah. places like that. It's, and I'm just like, look what they've done. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. You know? But the, but the they truth do. is, is that like, it, 
behind the scenes, there is a God that hasn't surrendered his authority. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so my, I suppose that's the good news that in spite of all of this, we don't have to worry. We can, we can just, you know, dismiss it because it's all a show. It is. And we still have our free will, our sovereignty, and our connection to our God. We do. We do. And, and, and if anybody has been bombarded by the system, it's Sundance and Brian Cates and the, and the people that – Michael Flynn, General uh, President Trump, for God's sakes. And look at them. They're continuing every day to speak the truth. Uh, and to do, can I ask you real quick before you leave? I want you to break down these guilty um, – uh, Cindy Powell pleaded guilty. All of these things are coming out in such a negative way on the news, and I'm like, wait a minute. They were standing up for uh, election integrity. They had found out how this election was rigged, and they were calling it out, and now they're being you know, taken into this banana republic court system, and they pled guilty. Okay. Can I can explain it. Like, yeah. Yes, so yes. – so, what they pled to was misdemeanors, and of course, the idea is you. It's called the, our plea agreement system, which is mm-hmm. anathema to me. Right. I hate it. I think it's a wicked, wicked system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea, I suppose, is if you plead to this and then testify, but each both of the people that they pled guilty said they would not be testifying. But did they not plead guilty to telling the truth? They, they pled. They, they, there was some. The thing that they pled guilty to was going into a system and looking at things they weren't supposed to, supposedly, that they weren't supposed to have access to, and that was voter <laughs> rolls. Okay, they pled uh-huh. guilty to a misdemeanor, both of them. Okay, and um, that's why, first of all, neither one of them is going to testify. The other thing is, the process is the punishment. So Sidney Powell, one of the top lawyers in the United States, would never have represented herself because no good lawyer does that. The legal fees alone had she not pled to surgeon doing surgery on themselves. Yes, it's like a surgeon doing surgery on themselves. The legal fees alone would have been in the in the quarter of a million to three quarters of a million dollar range to fight those cases. So they plead to a misdemeanor, which is like a stop sign ticket, okay? Um, she may lose her law license over it, which is very sad, but each one of those people have said, no, we will not be testifying against Donald Trump or anyone that they're going after. Mm-hmm. So the process is the punishment, this is same thing that Donald Trump is going through. Do you know how many cases he has against open against him right now? There's about sixty. No, there's about sixty cases open against him right now. Sixty, six zero. Okay, and mm-hmm. the process is the punishment. And so Sidney Powell yeah. just said, "Look, I'm not going to spend three quarters of a million dollars to defend mm-hmm. myself against this kangaroo court. I'll take a I'll take a, a misdemeanor count about looking at voter rolls that I wasn't supposedly didn't have access to. 
It's bullshit. So having said all that, it still isn't good. And of course, they danced around and and capered like the fucking demon monkeys that they are. Well, look, we got Sidney Powell to plead guilty down there in Georgia. Okay. Um, so it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good, Elizabeth. Of course, it's sad it and scary. Good, but she was investigating the Dominion voting machines that rigged yep. the election. And, that yes. story and they lost their case against her. Well, see, that's not being reported. Never is. Never is. Giuliani um, and 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 Sidney Powell, they dropped that case. They won that case. Okay, they're never going to report that kind of stuff. So here's that's the other piece of this, is that that's why I go on Telegram. That's why I go on True Social, and I go people that I follow, people that I trust, and I find mm-hmm. out the real deal. Okay, that's how I knew about the Sidney Powell deal. You can go Canocchio the Great. There's a couple of them that just are amazing. And you can mm-hmm. read about what's really happening with those cases. And, and they actually dig into the case instead of the bullshit that you see in the media. It's Canocchio right. the Great. What's, what's the other one that I um, always get my stuff from? Well, um, Technofog. <laughs> Canocchio the Great, Technofog, Brian Cates, The Library. This is where you can find real information every day, um, and Midnight Rider Channel, We the Media, Ultra Ultra Peppy. So I've got about there's about 15 of them, and and mm-hmm. they'll tell you what's really happening. You won't have you, you can see the headlines, which you you I Elizabeth, of course I know you know that's all bullshit anyway, but that's what you do. You go and you like oh my God, Sidney Powell pled guilty, and then you go and read about it and go oh okay I get it mm-hmm. plea agreement. Um, and so, so they could say, but remember what they did back in the, the Russia collusion? Well, eight people pled guilty. Eight, eight, of his, eight people pled guilty. Well, this is what they're going right. to do. They're going to wave them around like bloody freaking scalps. Two mm-hmm. people pled guilty. And, and, but you notice who, after all of that, Teflon Don is still standing. Okay. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he vows to support the people. He, after Sidney Powell pled guilty, he said Sidney Powell is an incredible attorney. Uh, look what she did for Michael Flynn. I have no beef with her. She's not going to testify against me. Donald Trump's not stupid. He knows what he knows what's happening. He knows what he's doing. And guess what? He's going to be your next president. I'm making a prediction right now. Donald J. Trump will be your next president. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is that sham thing that was going on in Colorado the other day where they're um, bringing a vote, the va- ballot in Colorado. Yeah. If you listened yeah. to any of that, it's a fucking joke. They had a, 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 a guy, a cop up there crying on the stand about the uh, meat grinder that we had to go in. They were talking about the things that were happening on January 6th, and he called it a meat grinder and having to pay attention to the armaments. Keep this in mind. No one has been – this this idea of people being convicted for J6, J they just brought out a tape um, of the Oath Keepers, and they edited the tape. They convicted these men and gave them 17 years in prison, and they used fake evidence. More mm-hmm. to come. More to come. Keep your eyes open. Keep your, keep your eyes on God, and, and, and don't worry. By the way, and again, my prediction right now, Donald J. Trump will be your next president. 
And I know Danielle's a little pissed off at him right now. I think she'll probably talk about it after I sign off, which I need to do, by the way. I want you guys to have a great week. Bless you. Be safe. Don't take your eyes off of God. All this other crap, it's exactly what it is. It's garbage. Don't pay attention. I agree. Bless you. I love you guys both. Be safe. Be well. And we'll see you next week. Okay? Take care. Love you. Thank you. We love you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Your mom is so cool. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, John Michael seems to be with us. Uh, John Michael, if you want to press one. The TikTok superstar. How are you? (laughs) Well, he just signed off. Oh. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's, he's coming. Like in a, in a weeks, but he'll call back. Um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna play mm. one short. Um, this is a Bible quote. Um, in song. Uh, here we go, and it, hopefully John Michael will call back. But here we go. Okay, so I looked for the song everywhere and I couldn't find it, so I'm gonna sing it for you. Mm. I don't know it very well. It was very simple. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor church uh it's fine it's fine it can great. you guys hear me okay absolutely yeah, no background noise. you're all good i love you guys i miss you oh we love you so I much miss, i miss yeah. you too but you're all over my feed mr tack tick tack oh, guy yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> to share with you what god has done for my life because i am just loving my life right now good for you yeah, moved. I'm in a nice, nice $500,000 house. Not my house, obviously, sober living home, but it's still a very nice house in a very nice neighborhood. 
with a very nice view, and I am just so thankful. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? What's going on? Oh, stuff. I was going to go into the land of why are we not having more wonderful songs like that and, and songs of peace and, and, and a war a war protest. Let's let's quit pointing fingers and can we collectively stop this? But instead, we're fighting. You know, we're yeah. we need more. There was there was a war protest down my downtown uh, on Saturday, and I was just like, good for you. There's only about 12 of them out there, but they had these signs, you know, end the war. And I'm like, we need more. And, and instead, people are just fighting. And it's like, we need to. Don't you guys think it's kind of interesting that the people that are for the war in the Ukraine are against the war in Israel and vice versa? Uh, Isn't it uh, kind of no. funny? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, let me just say that the, I, okay, there's a whole block of people in Point Loma that have Ukraine flags up. And most of them now have Israel yeah. flags up. You know what? And I told my friends, and I'm gonna, I don't know if I told you guys this. I know Carla knows this, and I know you know this too, Danielle, but maybe some of your listeners don't know this. You better be very careful what you say about Israel. You know what I, You got to be careful because what God said was he will bless those who bless them and he will curse those who curse them. So I've been telling my friends, because I've got some, you know, anti-Israel friends on my pages and such. And I've been trying to explain to them you, with subtlety, you know, hey, um, you know, it's one thing to, to not like what they do to the Palestinians. I understand that. I get that, right? But it's a whole other thing to call them Zionist pigs or, uh, you know, all Jews deserve to burn in hell or that, you know, forgive me, Lord, for even saying that. But there's a difference between criticizing government and criticizing a people. And I feel like we've lost that, especially since 2016, right? Government, public officials deserve to be criticized. I think Washington or Jefferson, one of them said, you know, essentially like, when we lose the right to criticize our public officials, that's when we need to panic sort of thing, right? And so I just think it's so interesting because I've, I've told my friends and I'll, you know, share with your listeners and I'm going to mute myself and be quiet for a minute. But I've, I've said it. You better be careful what you say about Israel because God is very specific that they belong to him. Um, and if you're over here cursing them because of their actions, which really don't affect you, that's a quick way to bring a curse upon yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I just what I, I, I am more on the side of God's people, and I, I'm not going to fall into this paradigm of this new. It's it's a new concept of an old thing that's been going on, and it's it's. I'm not going to jump on that side. And I've been posting things on my page to just either piss them off or clear them off my page because I don't want these. To me, they're just they're evil people. They're showing themselves to be demonic-like. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I like that post a lot. Um, yeah, you just got to be careful. I mean, it's, it's one... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Carla. I was just going to say it's one thing to say Netanyahu is a is a buffoon and, and the alt, the far-right government that they have is not handling things well. It's another thing to say I don't support Israel's policies, right, um, that is leading to the Palestinians being, you know, killed, right? I don't support those policies. Slaughtered. I don't support that government. I don't support any government. None. True. Zero. I just support Jesus Christ's government. That's the only government right. I support, too. I posted a, a um, new cover photo. And, yeah, one second. <laughs> 
Let me let me mute myself so I can hear you. Yeah, no problem. John Michael, I have a question for you. Do you think Jesus would support this conflict? Or and or the Israeli government? You know, I honestly don't know enough of the nuances of what happened. I'm, I kind of have been putting myself on the not really paying attention to world events very specifically, although I am paying attention to them broadly. I know there was an attack on October 10th or something like that. I understand there was an attack. It killed a thousand Israelis. And I understand the, the dynamics you know of, well, sure? they've been killing, they've been killing people with their relocation policies. I understand that. Um, and, you know, as far as I can tell, Hamas, is the one who declared war, right? Wasn't it Hamas who said, we want a war with you? And so, yep. you know, what is, I think Israel categorically has a right to defend herself. You know what I mean? And I think that, yeah. I but think she has a right to defend her, herself. That being said, I don't support slaughtering civilians. I don't support, uh, you know, the policies that led to this in the first place, right? I think those are something that need to be examined. But do I think Jesus Christ would support them? I don't know. I would, I would, I would not speak on his behalf when it comes to that because I have no scripture to point to. Although I would say he did say, if your enemy strikes your cheek, turn the other one. I also think too that we spend a lot of time and money worrying about Israel and and defending them, and that's God's job, isn't it? According to the Bible, that's God's job. He's their defender, right? So that's my mm-hmm. opinion. Yes, I agreed. I also think that we, when we look at governments taking control of religions, it, it, it's kind of bound to fail. You know, when we talk about, okay, let, let's just, you know, very, very quickly talk about um, Mossad and Epstein Island and Israel taking control of um, American politicians. Do you know what's funny, Danielle? I think I shared the story with you, and I can share the story with your listeners and with Carla. When I ran for Congress, I had a friend of mine who worked in intelligence. I can't remember what department he worked in. Um, And he told me, he was like, I heard you're running for Congress, and I want to tell you what's going to happen to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, thinking he's going to be like, you're going to get assassinated or watch out for this or, you know, thinking like, oh, that's real serious. That's some real serious things. What he ended up telling me was, you're going to end up getting blackmailed. Um, If you get into office, they have a systematic, you know, system in place to where, hey, whether you're at a bar and you're having a, you know, a campaign event and you have a drink and someone puts something in that drink and then you wake up in a hotel room uh, with pictures being taken of you in a compromising situation, that is something that will absolutely happen. They don't let people in government anymore without that being a part of the equation. And I thought it was kind of a joke until I started getting deeper into the nitty-gritty of things. And you start to realize, like, oh, that's actually probably true. And who holds the strings? I wouldn't wouldn't doubt it if it was them. And we know this. And we know that Epstein Island was a a joint Mossad-CIA operation. There's no doubt in my mind that the politicians that support 
Israel were compromised, were blackmailed, that no matter what Israel does, right or wrong, is 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 going, you know, is, is going to support Israel because they're compromised. And and there was an there was an article recently. Well, um, and let me ask you article, something. Hold on, we talked about hold this. On, hold on, oh, sorry. hold on. There was sorry. an article recently where Harvey, uh, not Harvey Weinstein, but um, who's the one, uh, the uh, L brand, um, the L, the Victoria's Secret guy, Leslie Wexner, right? Mm-hmm. Who gave Jeffrey Epstein everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there there's many stories about how um, Wexner was very much part of uh, of Israel, the formation of Israel. Israel could not mm-hmm. have been anything if it wasn't for Leslie Wexner, who gave mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein everything he had. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, all of these these things, can can we please uh, go ahead? That's a reality. But who's who's very out of the equation in this story? Who's got a lots and lots of money and power, but we're not hearing about them? You've got the Church of England. You've got the Vatican. There are other players in the game that that are are using these guys as their scapegoats. We're just talking about Epstein at the moment and Epstein Island. Well, I know, but when you talk about both sides, where are they getting their money from? There's somebody way, way up there who's orchestrating all of this and bankrolling it. This is how everything goes. But it's always good to have those two people you hate to keep – and, and, and I'm I'm over here, you know, like the pure driven snow, but I'm the one that's... I don't think you are, yeah. because let me just finish my story, that now okay. Leslie Wexner, who is a huge Harvard contributor, mm-hmm. is now saying, you know, there's headlines that uh, he's pulling his contributions away from Harvard because of their... Anti-Semitic uh, um, policies because of hate speech online, right? So now, so what are we saying? Are we are we really trying to elevate Leslie Wexner as a hero because of anti-Semitic tropes? Are we really trying to say he's a hero when he? Absolutely funded the CIA, Mossad, Epstein. Mm-hmm. Are we really trying to say that he's a hero now because he's supporting your side of this conflict? Well, of course, that's there, a legit it's, question. It's because it's making you crazy. The people who are really running the show are like this. Well, you're like, how can this be? And who's really running the show? No. The World Economic Forum. There's other people who are in charge and using these people as pawns to make us all upset. That's what I'm saying, is that why are we elevating Leslie Wexner after we know that he's a known pedophile, funded a pedophile island, you know, a a pedophile, Mm -hmm. um, what? Are, are we saying that he's right now? 
are in charge of everything we see. You, you know what I'm saying? For your reaction. And, and this is just a dog and pony show to keep our eye off of their real big behind the scenes, what they're trying to do. But they've, they've got this, this whole game of, oh, this, this next election, who's really in charge of the world? Not, not the fucking U.S. government. It's the big guys in Davos that have the real money and they're pulling the strings. But they have us all thinking this is important over here. And, and those working. Davos, those Davos fund, you know, funders are people mm-hmm. like Leslie we- Wexner. Well, I think there's bigger guys, to tell the truth. There's a, who, who owns BlackRock? BlackRock and Pedophiles. I want to say pedophiles. I'm sure they are, because that's the cult, the cult of the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice and the apology. And, and, and here, war, the ultimate blood sacrifice, you know? It, it, it's, a, it's a game that's being played from way up on high. And, yeah, and, and they've got this diabolical system set up that even if you have a good heart and get into it, they got you right where they want you, and... It's a corrupt system. This is this is Satan's world. It's just disgusting. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it really, really is. It really, really is. Um, and and we're like these, you know, these news junkies that 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 we need to know everything and see and connect the dots and this is, and it's like, you know, bigger picture. We got to go bigger picture as to who's stealing our energy, what are they stealing it away is happiness, our children, the real world we could be having. You know, going back to the, they live in the desert. You know, what keeps anyone from, even I was thinking about what we did to the American Indians. We, we took their land and we threw them onto the reservations. Everyone has the everyone has the ability to make the best of their situation. You can dig a well down into the water table, no matter where you are. The water table is everywhere, and you can start your own fucking community. But they yeah, for don't. sure. But you if know? the government says, "Oh, you're being too prosperous on your land," we'll take it away from you. Well, it's up to us to rise together and be strong enough. You're not taking my shit, you know. We need <laughs> that would all kind of stop if we all were, were confident in our own sovereignty that you don't have the right to do this. But they have us all under the spell of we need to be subjugated to this government. And that government. It, it, it's a whole, this whole game is just unbelievably. It's a game of control and mind fuckery. I agree. I'm I'm sorry. I'm playing a video. You know. I'm playing the really graceful video. Three, two, one. Hey, Internet friends, if the world is a kaleidoscope of color, you and I could be looking at the same sky and see totally different shades of blue. Reality is much the same. In the Israeli-Palestinian conflict with its complex and winding history is one of those reality breakdowns where people come away with drastically different reads of the room based on their upbringing, religious affiliation, schooling, television habits. You know how it is. Only, much like COVID and even the war in Ukraine, we are being forced to choose a side. And it's not simply a selection, but a moral decree. An effective way to shatter the calm of the evening is to have an opposing opinion on this issue amongst good companies. 
So today I'm going to give you a historical overview of the Israel and Palestine conflict that is seldom taught in school or even church to better help us navigate the barrage of violent imagery, harrowing headlines, and narratives meant to stir not only emotion, but serve as a call to action. Let's start with the basics. Judaism isn't Zionism. While Zionism is a political philosophy for a certain group of people, Judaism is a religion. Jewish ancestry is not a requirement for practicing Judaism. To be a Zionist, you don't have to be Jewish. The official definition of Zionism is a movement for originally the reestablishment and now the development and protection of a Jewish nation in what is now Israel. Zionism was established as a political organization in 1897. Basically, Zionists believe that according to the Torah, God made a covenant or a sacred agreement with the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs of Judaism. So in the Old Testament, as it's interpreted by Zionists, God basically acts as a real estate agent and promises Abraham and his descendants a specific land, often referred to as the promised land or the land of Canaan. The land is described in various passages in the Bible and includes the territory that makes up modern-day Israel, as well as parts of surrounding areas. If you're new here, I'm from the Bible Belt of the United States, where Christian Zionism is widespread. Believe in that Israel and the Jews are the chosen people and that Israel is the promised land for Jews is taught in church as a gateway to salvation and eternal life. Keep in mind that as Christians, we are also taught that the way to eternal life and salvation is through Christ, whom religious Jews reject, and they also reject the idea of hell or eternal damnation. And I just want to remind Christians who might be watching that everything changed with the New Testament, which is why Christians are taught from both the Old and New Testament. Remember, Jesus rolled up, started performing miracles, flipping over tables of money changers, and said, it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you got, who your daddy is. As long as you walk with Christ, you're chosen for eternal salvation. And this changed everything. It gave everyday people hope and put them on an even playing field. There's point of view where we don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. think that the, there you can make an argument that the, the Gospels which were written... He was just a prophet. In, right? No, no, no. We don't uh, even believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys I, think I, he I was? Mean, I, what, I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble. But just like Christians, there are certain sects of Judaism that believe one thing and other Jews believe something else. So Jews who follow the Babylonian Talmud, a rabbinical text, are taught that there is a distinction between Jews who are considered the chosen people in Jewish theology and those who are not Jewish. The word used to describe the non-Jewish, including Christians, is goyim or goy. It is a derogatory Yiddish term meaning cattle or beast, often used in place of the word Gentile. And this distinction, or this perception, well, it just totally discards the concept of an even playing field. The perception of the self, the teachings, are inherently otherly in ways that others could never achieve if they weren't born into it. The first big departure from Israel happened during the Babylonian exile, almost 600 years before Christ when King Nebuchadnezzar II of the Babylonian Empire took over Jerusalem and destroyed the first temple, Solomon's temple. Then Rome conquered Jerusalem in 70-ish AD, destroying the second temple, the central hub of Jewish worship and sacrifice. 
About 70 years later, the Romans changed the name of the area from Judea to Palestina. Okay, so like I said, the original Bible Jews fled Judea to surrounding areas throughout the centuries. But there's a key event that happened in Jewish history that no one really ever addresses. And I'm just going to warn you, it's a highly debated event. It really gets people worked up to talk about it. During the Middle Ages, between the 7th and 10th centuries, the kingdom of Khazaria ruled over parts of Russia, Kazakhstan, and modern-day Ukraine. So under the Khazarian Empire, the kingdom made all the civilians who were reportedly polytheistic and pagan, they made them convert to Judaism. And it's believed that the decision to convert was a political choice to stay independent and avoid religious pressures from the Christian Byzantine Empire to the west and the Islamic Caliphate to the south. Meaning that Khazarians were not necessarily Jews in the sense that Bible Jews were, if that makes sense. They had the identity, but not the connection to ancient Israel. After the fall of the Khazarian Empire in the 10th century, Khazarians migrated and integrated across Europe. In all fairness, it should be noted that a bunch of Jews call the Khazar history a conspiracy theory. They say it's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Even though you can open up a history book and it's right there, so I don't know what to tell you. Chinese Muslims don't pretend they're Arabs, but white Europeans claim to be Bible Israelites, and we all just pretend that's perfectly normal. Eventually, Jewish people arrived in Western Europe and America, and forgive me because it's getting a little dicey here, making the distinction between Bible Jews and converted Jews, but apparently it's an important distinction because it determines whether America is willing to send billions of tax dollars and soldiers to a nation. So we've got to at least touch on the difference. So let's fast forward to the late 1800s when Zionism allegedly got its start in response to the resurgence of anti-Semitism. By the way, anti-Semitism before the definition was changed in like 2016 used to mean hostility towards Semites. A Semite being a member of any of the peoples who speak or spoke a Semitic language, including in particular the Jews and the Arab. Now it just means hatred of Jewish people. When Zionism was just getting traction among the considerations for a Jewish state were Argentina, Uganda, Cyprus, and even Texas. Throughout the early 1900s, numerous Zionist groups began to pop up across the United States, with their various publications serving as a vehicle for Zionist propaganda. The goal was to influence both the United States Congress and the general public. Though the sentiment amongst U.S. officials at the time was that Zionism countered both U.S. interests and principles, since it involved matters related to other countries other than the United States. Clearly, much has changed since then. But then the world descended into war. A secret deal called the Sykes-Picot Treaty was made during World War I, the result of which was bringing down the Ottoman Empire. The treaty was made public in 1916 and set new borders for the Middle East splitting the area into states, and Palestine was put under international control. But strangely enough, the Balfour Declaration, which was written in a letter to Walter Rothschild by the UK's Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour, promised Palestine as a home for the Jewish people. And this letter was sent just one year after the Sykes-Picot Treaty. It's important to remember that the Rothschild Baking family actively funded both sides of the war. This was also done during World War II because countries at war needed money to do things like feed and arm their men. 
but for Rothschild Zionism, making money was just the cherry on top. They needed Jewish people to be traumatized. They needed Jewish people to have a reason to live in fear and want to migrate to Israel, which would serve as a hub to help them rule the Middle East. And they needed global superpowers to back them up. But even before World War II, Zionists were busy buying up land in Palestine and moving there. Palestine was a place where Jews, Christians, and Muslims already lived. The Zionist Federation of Germany and the Nazi government signed the Havara Agreement in 1933. This made it easier for German Jews to move to Palestine, and it let Jewish people in Germany move some of their wealth out of Germany by buying things made in Germany to send to Palestine. Jews who had left their homes used the money they made from selling these goods in Palestine to settle down there. As a result of the deal, about 60,000 German Jews moved to Palestine before it was officially ended when World War II broke out in 1939. Before the State of Israel was officially established, the Palestinians revolted. Zionists said this was because of their anti-Semitism, but Palestine was their home, and the Arabs knew it was being attacked and taken away from them. Were they just supposed to, I don't know, give away their homes and family farms without a peep? Y'all like, oh, no problem, we'll just bulldoze our homes ourselves. That's just a little bit unrealistic, don't you think? 700,000 Palestinians were forced from their homes when the state of Israel was created. Some people might call this an ethnic cleansing of the land. More and more Palestinian land has been claimed by Israel every year since its creation. And every day there is a war. In 1967, Israel was at war with six surrounding Arab states. As a result, Israel won and took over the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, including East Jerusalem, and of course, the Syrian Golan Heights. The UN has asked Israel to leave these lands to give them back, but they have held on to them which has created extremely high tensions in the region, giving rise to extremist groups, which are then funded by the CIA and Mossad and whoever else, so they can control the opposition, which is always their MO. Zionists say that their treatment of Palestinians is okay because after World War II, everyone abandoned Israel. They were truly on their own and surrounded by people who didn't like them being there. The excuse for their aggression was that they were protecting themselves. After all, Jewish Zionists believe that they are God's chosen people and that this land was given to them by God and it's their duty, their manifest destiny, if you will, to take it. This argument, this whole argument has transformed into, do we not have a right to protect ourselves in the face of such extreme anti-Semitism? Let's call a spade a spade. It's all a bit gaslighty. As part of Zionism's manifest destiny, there is perpetual war and death in the Middle East. The United Nations doesn't punish Israel for their violations of human rights as they grow into the greater Israel. Even so, Resolution 3379 of the UN General Assembly in 1975 said that Zionism was a form of racism and racial discrimination. This decision was taken away in 1991. Still, it seems like Israel is a Jewish state, but only for a certain kind of Jewish people. The Palestinian Jews who were there the entire time and the Ethiopian Jews who moved there in the 1980s and early 1990s aren't wanted there. Bethlehem, historically associated with Jesus Christ, has seen its Christian population decrease significantly, from 80% in the 1920s to just 20% today. 
A similar decline has occurred throughout Palestine, where Christians now make up only about 1% of the population. Some people might say that this decline is because of tensions in the Middle East between Palestinian Muslims and Christians. However, however, a study from 2017 found that the main reason Palestinian Christians left was the pressure of Israeli occupation. The study reported that ongoing restrictions, unfair laws, random arrests, and land seizures are some of the things that make Palestinian Christians feel hopeless. Every day for decades, the Israelis and the Palestinians are at war with each other. Eventually, Israel put up a wall between territories, effectively surrounding the Palestinian population of 2 million like their caged animals, providing only a couple of guarded exits. Palestinian civilians often get caught up in the crossfire, leaving their hospitals, schools, and homes destroyed by Israel. Meanwhile, Israel built their Iron Dome missile defense system in the 2000s to defend against rocket threats from Hezbollah and Hamas. The United States funds both sides of the conflict, giving Palestinians $600 million annually and Israel around $3.3 billion in foreign aid annually. To wrap it all up here, Israel has and continues to commit human rights violations against Palestinian civilians, which have been documented by the UN and human rights organizations. There are repeated examples, daily tragedies that global superpowers have turned a blind eye to. Presumably in the United States, it's because the Zionist lobby has a great deal of power over the politicians. Any criticism of Israel and its practices gets shut down by accusations of anti-Semitism before one sentence ever leaves your mouth. And of course, the Palestinians hate the Israelis. Of course, the Israelis hate the Palestinians. Who is right? Who is wrong? Do you actually believe that the same media who lied to get us into every major war, Vietnam, the Gulf Wars into the war on drugs, intact passports at the bottom of the Twin Tower rubble, War on terrorism, COVID, mass saves lives, Ukraine. Do you actually believe they're telling you the truth about what happened in the last few weeks between Israel and Palestine? The events of which will inevitably escalate and lead to greater involvement of global superpowers and eventually cost the lives of many American soldiers. Do you actually believe that they're telling you the truth? If everything went down exactly as the media reported, of course Hamas is in the wrong for killing Israeli civilians. The whole sophistication of the Israeli intelligence and military surveillance apparatus being down during that particular time is a little suspect, but I digress. I hope that if you're a Christian, you'll consider what I've said. I know you're good people. I know you have big hearts, and I know you hate to see others suffer. But if you're going to cheer on the genocide of an entire population and beg for Americans to get involved, I hope and pray that you know the true identity and intent of our greatest ally in the Middle East. Because by your logic, you're basing your entire eternal salvation on supporting them and their actions. Just make sure that you're sure. That's all. By the way, I wish we had a single politician who was as fired up about what's happening in the United States as they are about Israel. Wouldn't that be something? What if people directed their energy towards bankers and puppeteers funding both sides of the conflict instead of choosing a side in this false dichotomy. What do you think, Internet friends? I'm sure I've upset some of you by saying this. I just humbly ask for your consideration of what I've laid out here. And, you know, I contemplated a long time about doing this video, and I still felt like after a week it was important enough to post. 
relaying this type of information is not something I take lightly. But anyway, thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for buying my book, The Deep State Encyclopedia. Bye. Elizabeth, I would love to know all of your thoughts. I'm listening to it, but my thoughts uh, that in about 30 years, there's going to be a similar video talking about the U.S. Constitution and the damn patriots and you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, but did you say you were not listening to it? No, as I'm listening to it, I couldn't help but think how similar this is to just a hit piece on the founding fathers. They're all bastards because they they own slaves, and the Constitution is outdated and. That video had nothing to do with that. It's a similar type of outlook on a situation. I'm still it's looking history. into the, the real, the, the, the old roots of this because it goes further. You, do um, you not think that what she said was the roots of this? This is, is just a very simple. Just as similar as a video that would be done to try to discredit the Republic of America. Oh, all right, that's that's cool. We're going to end the show now. I, I can't. I can't do that unless you can. Unless you can. Unless you can, unless I can think the way you think. No, this well, has nothing I mean, to do I, with America. Do you well, do you see no truth in what she's saying? In the history of what she's saying? Manipulation going on over a political So you're saying she was just speaking stipulation? Way, way, way back. Um and I I I certainly don't know enough about it, but I know it's not just that simple. And here. All of the, the Palestinian people that have friended had the best-looking clothes. And, and if anything, the Gaza Strip must be exactly where Tommy Hilfiger makes his T-shirts and his nice things. And I'm just like, I don't know. And I, I just don't see that you're that oppressed. So I don't know. I, I still am not leaning towards... Okay, where does Nike make their products? You know what I'm saying? Where does Nike make their products? Anybody who's wearing those, I'm sorry, you look good, so I'm not sending you money. And that's where I'm at. I don't know know enough about this. I know that the the news is is bullshit. The media is nothing but... What I would like to invite you to do is not invalidate what she says because of your bias. Well, take, she oversimplified so many different facts. God, what were they called? This is how a bill is made. Remember those? And it was almost like this is, this is history. 
I'm sorry, you're cutting out. Simplified to polished. Um, that's my thoughts on it. Is it just too polished because it doesn't fit your narrative? You know, I still don't know enough to go on to the, this is a terrible thing. It's terrible that it's being used as a political. Um, it's all terrible. It's, it's all, all terrible. terrible. It's all terrible, but I'm I'm not I'm still I have a problem with it's you know, to, to continually to demonize the Zionists is almost demonizing the Republicans. It's got that flavor to it. And I'm like I'm I'm not going to buy it hook line and sinker. That, well, okay, one hundred percent. I totally get you. Do you know, you know what the number one um, uh, he, uh, s- sponsor for the United States is like the the number one country that we give money to, like the most money to in the in the world. Maybe, <laughs> but give money. Do, no, I'm sorry. Can you please answer the question? Hundred billion? What country? The Ukraine. I'm going to say at this point in time. Nope. Wrong. Guess again. Those horrible fucking Israelites, right? I didn't say that. I said Israel. Israel. That's it's just a Mm -hmm. fact. The number one humanitarian Mm -hmm. aid country that we send Mm -hmm. to. And has been sending for many, 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 many years. Is it is it terrible? Is it terrible? Is it terrible? It's a fact. But is it terrible? No, it's a fact. Although, although we can both agree that if the United States is supporting a country, Mm -hmm. it, it should be, you know, suspect. Well, you know, everything we do is suspect. Yeah. To tell you the truth. And, yeah. And what I'm, this is what I'm trying to, to find out right now, because World War II was going, and all of a sudden, Northern Africa, which is exactly where Israel, Palestine, Egypt, the Straits of... Um, yep. Gibraltar. Not Gibraltar. Um, the uh, no, uh, the um, Suez. No, is it the Suez Canal? Suez. It, you're right. Very, Suez. Yep. Correct. There, but what were what was the real motivation? And that's what I'm to the the motivation. Why was that important? Yeah. Um, I want I want more um, information before I make a decision. I totally agree. I, 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 I know. That's, that's where I'm at. I and that's agree. why when, when I listen to that, I'm thinking, well, okay, this is the glossed over historical here. This is what, and it was interesting, but I, I, my, my mind was going to where this is so easily a hit piece that, like I said, in 30 years, we could hear a similar 
imperial country of America and how everyone bought into their bull. Right. But you have to look at the past uh, imperialistic and blah, 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 blah. listening to their like, bullshit. Wow, that really, like, that really the they made us sound terrible, and of course that country doesn't exist anymore, and this is why. And it's almost like it's almost like that. I'm like, wow, it can't be that simple. It, history cannot For be sure. that simple. For sure, and what I'm saying yeah, is that in 30 years, the country that will be wiped off the map will not be Israel. It will be Palestine. And I don't know. I don't know. That's see, what's going on right now. There. Who's re- okay, so if there is that much here, check this out. Now, we're going into a whole different land of thought. If there really is that much money to be made with the oil, the oil pipelines that they want to be going through there, they could, who's really in the big guys that got the big money? Hmm, we don't know who they are, but I know they're not America. You know. And I know they're not Israel. Um, but... They could nuke the whole damn in. Boom! You're all a pain in our ass. Boom! Because we're we're right there where we're we're talking about using these nuclear missiles, but they're still nuclear, and it can make the entire area inhabitable. But yep. oh, that's terrible. Well, now you know what? We also have the technology that we can mine minerals off of asteroids. We don't need people. We could send them same little contraptions down there, and whoever's really running the fucking world can simply, that's their new asteroid is the Middle East. Cause, and now we'd have to worry about all of this bullshit because they're gone. That could be very well a possibility, too, because the people that are – Israel is already people, talking about saying that, that nuclear weapons are a possibility against yeah. Palestine. I'm, and then where where are the adults in the room? Stop this. Oh, he said he's not going to stop it. Make him stop it. Fucking bomb the fuck out of Netanyahu, who's a crazy man. He's worse than Saddam Hussein, right? He, he, he's like, fuck it. But I'm saying it. I'm like, you know what? This whole thing is insane. Somebody needs to step in and be the adult in the room. We can't have a tribal warfare going on with nuclear warheads. They're no better than Iran. But we can't right do it. No, there, there is not going to be um, a, a United <laughs> States um, Congress person, Senate person to, to, to stand up to this. Why? Why would they not stand up to this? Because of fucking Epstein Island. Because of the well, Mossad CIA operation that owns all of our politicians. Israel owns our politicians. Who owns all of that? Like I said, the people who are... It's like the... the, um, I just told you. Now listen to me. Somebody is in control of that. And that would be the Bank of England, the Vatican. Who's got more money than the guy? These people, and they're quiet. They're quiet. Nobody knows what they're doing. They're pulling the strings. They're the ones. Who is the... the biggest military induct, the biggest killing machine in the history of mankind. Who owns that? Well, depends USA. on what USA. In the meantime, here, listen. Not in the Has meantime. In right now, like in real time. God damn. Space exploration has not stopped. 
Russia's got missiles going to the other planets. Japan's got missiles going. China's got missiles going right now. During this Who war, owns there's the biggest killing machine in the history of mankind, Elizabeth. Who owns it? You want to say America, but I must say maybe Russia, maybe China. They all have the same capabilities we do. We're just the ones that are fucking the bullies. No, but you're wrong. Epstein Island. Who owns our politicians? The United States and Israel. Epstein Island was a joint operation between Mossad and the CIA. Well, honey, I can't, I can't go past that wall. But somebody else. Why can't you? Why can't you go past that wall? Because there's other players in the world who are so quiet. And they're, they're the ones that are keeping their hands clean. That's their apparatus. They put that in place. It can't like only, we're not. Russia? Are you saying Russia owns this? Honey, look, do you know who owns America? China does. They came in in the 80s. They own everything here. Our no. money's worth nothing. I, I disagree. Israel. Well, go back and look. Owns when they, when they, how many United States senators and Congress people? have dual citizenship between here and Israel. But but the money, the money. You won't answer my question? And, well, I'm not, sure a lot money has nothing to do with it. Do. Money has nothing to do with it. Money, money. is bullshit. <laughs> You're so funny. It is. It really is. You cannot buy politicians anymore. You can't do it. There's not enough dollars behind that, behind ownership. But when you have United States representatives fucking children on camera in Epstein Island, that's how you get control. That's how you get control. Who bought the cameras? Israel and the United States. Honey, they're not as big as you think they are. There are bigger players on the earth that run all this shit. No. You get politicians fucking children on camera, and you rule the world. Well, America doesn't rule the world, honey. No. That's a big failure. America and and Israel does. All right. You know... Uh, I think it's time to end the episode. Um, I love you all. Uh, Share if you can. Goodbye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.